Welcome back to 1v1 Cast. I am one of your hosts, Colin. I am one of your other hosts, Andy. Um, Andy and I make up the two hosts of this show. We do. Um, known as we are, we are um, the one and the one. The one and the one. Um, welcome to 1v1 Cast. We speak of games here. We do. <clears throat> we, we are the game speakers. The game whisperers, if you will. Um, the whisperers of games. Yeah. So, um, remember that show Ghost Whisperer? Yeah, is that still on? Probably. It was on for like was it, 20 seasons or something. Wasn't there like, um, wasn't, uh, what is, isn't there like a bunch of those shows, like ghost hunting shows, like Ghost Hunters? Oh, What's that yeah. show called? Ghost Hunters? Those, those aren't quote unquote scripted. It's just ghost adventures, ghost hunters. Those are just like frat guys going into haunted places and, looking for ghosts with with really Dumb. minimal technology. Ghost Whisperer Dumb. was a show featuring Jennifer Love Hewitt where she was a medium and talked to dead people. Hey, neat. Didn't she play Velma? A, it was more of a crime drama. Um, no, Jennifer Love Hewitt didn't. That was... No, um, that was... What's her name? Lisa Cardinale. Lin, Linda... Lisa Cardinale? Card- Linda Cardinale. Is it uh, Linda or Lisa? Linda Tortellini is Lin- her name. <laughs> Linda, Linda Cardinale. Cardinelli, um, Card- I believe is Cardinelli. Linda Cardinelli, I believe is her name. She plays Velma. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. She's in that show. Anyway, Deadly. that's another good show. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's a topic for another day of of TV TV podcast. But today we're talking about video games, and today we have reached a milestone year because our other uh, our other one of this podcast, Colin, has entered the world at this point. Because now we're on to the year 1996, the year of his birth. I was born so, in the year 1996 is, is yes. when I was born. Congratulations, um, Colin. Uh, thank you thank you for being born. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. We really appreciate you coming. Of course. Thank you for the thank you. Um, I didn't thank you in 94, so here I am uh, no, that's fine. now thanking you for 94. That's fine. Um, Some of us don't need to be thanked. Um, also, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we need to mention this. Andy and I are separate for the first time. We are. Um, we're doing our first remote podcast. So this podcast is remote because of the circus. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're in our homes. So if you hear uh, anything, background noise, those are human beings or one of, or I guess any of three animals. There's many, many pets walking around. Many uh, yes. possibilities. Uh, Andy has some. a pooch and I have a pooch and a puss. Um, we've done our best to subdue them. Uh, mine, and I stuck with a tranquilizer dart earlier and he's, yes. he's, he's dead asleep. So we're good. Yeah. Uh, don't um, worry about him. But anyway, uh, so yeah, if it sounds different, if it sounds weird, if you saw, hear other stuff, that's why, that's but, why. uh, just so you're aware. Yeah. Um, more importantly, me, um, no, 1996. Um, so we're continuing our saga of yearly, um, best ofs. Um, starting since the year we were born, or uh, so, so starting since '94. So this is installment number four, mm-hmm. um, and '96 is 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 monumental. Um, there Definitely. is a cavalcade of very iconic games in this year, like a lot of yeah. them, um, a lot of firsts in big game franchises that uh, either went on to be like classic game franchises that haven't had more recent releases, but also some. Um, that are still going today, like really strong, um, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll talk about them. Absolutely, some particularly strong. Um, so we'll talk about them. So um, yeah, 
And if this is your first uh, year saga, just so you know what we do, we talk about games that we uh, are aware of that came out in 1996. We usually do a little bit of research and mm-hmm. find out some of the best games that came out, some of the best selling, some of the best performing. And sometimes we throw in a few raspberries, just ones that uh, were memorably bad or memorably a didn't few sell razors, well. like a, few, a few raspberries just to show yep. that uh, there's definitely other, other criteria here just than being a good game. Yeah, sometimes uh, it doesn't really matter, just as long as it's memorable. That's usually what we. Yep, it's got to be memorable. Here. We talked gotta about uh, Bubsy in the past, and we brought it up because oh, yeah. Bubsy's Bubsy. Um, <laughs> That's great. That was great. That was a great but, year. Uh, Bubsy, Bubsy's terrible. Bubsy, and then uh, and then at the end of it, we we pick one. We we pick one that we deem is best based on uh, the sales it has. Like it's lasting. Lasting impact is a big one. Yeah, um, for but sure. Just like like if the game is iconic, classic, all that all that delicious, juicy goodness. Mm-hmm. So let's. Uh, Let's let's uh, let's slap the first one there, guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take this first one here because this is probably one of go the most it. monumental games of my childhood, and I think a lot of other people's childhood, and something we've mentioned mm-hmm. a lot on the podcast. Uh, this year gave us Super Mario 64, uh, oh, one of one. the one of the most important games of an entire generation for a lot of reasons. I think for just the gaming <clears throat> industry, just to start out with, and its impact on the gaming industry, right, right. this is Nintendo's first leap into 3D platforming. And 3D platformers... Three dimensions. Three dimensions. So far, we'd had side-scrollers and other sorts of 2D animation happening, but mm-hmm. never a three-directional thing. And famously, in the commercials for Mario 64, you had this announcer saying, you have all these limits and boundaries in your mind. We'll break those boundaries, and you can go up mm-hmm. and sideways and vertically and horizontally and all these other different... Uh, directional things, and it's just a really impressive leap. Funny forward. because that's very dated. That like, oh yeah, you're, no, there, you're, you're, there's no limits in Mario right. uh, Mario 64. But it's like, yeah, there is. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, some. There definitely, I feel like if they upgraded the camera system in Super Mario 64, it would be uh, uh, on par with quite a few of the other smaller 3D platformers mm-hmm. from our time now. But for the time though, like being the first game on a new console, the N64. Mm-hmm. And a new generation of gaming, just to have this be its mm-hmm. launch title, it's crazy. So, what a great release! What was w- one of the first 3D game or the first 3D game? What was the very there had first to be one like ever? W- there had to be like one or two before Mario 64, right? Well, Mario's credited with bringing it to <clears throat> popularity, but I don't think it was the first. That's one. what I was saying. There's probably like some like niche arcade game or something, or like, or it's like. Like like a Street Fighter, like a weird Street Fighter 3D, or right. like a Final Fight or something like that. I don't know, but apparently anyway, the first just 3D platformer ever was called Jumping Flash on PlayStation, and it only yeah, came so out a year before big. 1995. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that Mario invented the 3D platformer with Mario 64, but it but definitely he it helped. Thing. He definitely made it a thing. He helped popularize mm-hmm. the genre, and just just the fact that you can do so much free movement, so much jumping, mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. perfect movement that even today people go back and revisit and speed run this game so often, mm-hmm. uh, it's just unbelievable. So this is another uh, textbook Mario game. You got right. Uh, you got your main guys working on it. You got your Koji Kondo making the music. You got um, Shigeru Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto. Yes, thank you. Satoru um, Iwata. 
you got all these directors working on it that have worked on Mario games for years, and they just keep on pumping out fantastic games all the way through. And it's just a fantastic game to play through. And recently, mm-hmm. it was it had a re-release on the Switch with the Super Mario 3D All Stars, uh, yep. it being the first one in that series of three. And it's just a fantastic game that a lot of people revisit. And we're probably going to be talking about it more later, so I'll save some of it for then. But yeah, correct, uh, Mundo. Super Mario 64 launched in 1996. Yes, exactly. What a time to be alive. Um, that's a big one. Um, That's a big yeah, one. Yeah, I actually did play. Um, I, I of course I knew I my whole life I've known the importance of uh, Mario sixty four, mm-hmm. but um, my whole gaming life because I didn't get into gaming until I was mm-hmm. like, I think between eight and ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, uh, I didn't play Mario sixty four as a kid because I didn't have a sixty four. Um, the first time I actually played it was on the Switch re-release. I could have played it mm-hmm. sooner than that, but mm-hmm. that was when I played it. And uh, the big thing that turned me off was the camera, um, oh, which yeah. you mentioned. Um, yeah. and, but that was for me. But that doesn't take away from the fact that um, it, it can't be the best of that we pick at the end um, just because of the freaking camera. But it's something we consider. Mario 64. It's, def- it's definitely a hindrance of the game. Like, no game... I always say that no game is perfect, but there right. definitely are perfect <clears throat> elements in games, right? right? And Mario 64's least perfect element is definitely that atrocious camera. And even mm-hmm. imagine, like, you can play it on the Switch release and you can use an analog stick to move the camera. It's mm-hmm. much more fluid. And even then, it still feels like garbage. But imagine doing it on those yellow uh, those yellow C buttons on an N64 yeah. controller on launch day. It's like, it just. I, I remember playing it when I was five years old or six years old. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Just, just even then, I was like, oh, man, this... This camera is really making me mad. There's a lot of there's a lot of moments where the camera is behind you, and then it yeah. has to move to the side of you. But there's a wall there in the game, so the camera the camera isn't really aware of the wall there. Like you are, and your character can't go through it, but the camera can sometimes. Right, right. But right. it but it glitches out if it goes into the wall. So mm-hmm. what it often will try to do is it'll fix itself and go to the other side of you where there's either not a wall or some some less obtrusive obstacle. And when that does right. happen. It can mess up your perspective. It can change, you know, where you're trying to look, where you're trying to go, and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of getting used to. Like even even playing through it recently, I did another, um, I did another 120 star run on it recently when it did came you? out on Switch, and I knew that. it's it it holds up definitely as being really fun. And they mm-hmm. definitely fixed a few things just by putting it on a modern system with right, modern right. controls. But damn, that that camera is still just so broken. It's crazy. Um, um, but other than that, as the a platforming kid, spot on. It's fantastic. As a kid, if I if I was experiencing that, um, like you said, you were controlling the camera and you were like, oh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. If I were controlling, um, if I was in that position as a kid, I would liken that camera movement to um, me not understanding it, this big boy game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not old enough to understand it. That's that's what I would liken it to, or well, think of it as, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario 64. Um, okay, next one. And and in no particular order, these ones I'm saying, there's just no particular order. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is in 96, released Duke Nukem 3D. Um, so first-person shooter, obviously. Um, uh, the, a lot of people up to this point were familiar with Duke Nukem and Duke Nukem 2. Um, and then now, it's 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and... You run around and you shoot dudes. Um, you you play as you play as Duke Nukem, of course, and the game is very tongue in cheek as you um, as you blast. I don't even know. I don't even know who you shoot. Um, aliens or 
what do you what do you shoot i don't even know um, um if I, but anyway other, anyway it's they, other people if i remember correctly other it's people other, is it okay other, other dudes, soldiers yeah. or whatever you shoot yeah um there's also aliens that you shoot but most okay. of the time you're shooting um, like the just, game just is very animals. similar to um doom at the time mm-hmm. um in terms of how it looks and wolfenstein and wolfenstein um in that like first person shooter 3d hud type looking thing like mm-hmm. if you go back to the 90s and you compare those three games you'll see how similar they are um and yeah and it's like i said it's very tongue-in-cheek and it's 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 what is it rated it's rated oh i don't know was the rating system around yet i was just yeah, gonna, I, was, I was actually just um, i don't remember what it's rated i think it's rated r because it has like a lot of um innuendos mean, and like sexual stuff because he's he's like a ladies man stuff wasn't yeah wasn't the rating system different back in that day i think the rating system didn't come out the esrb rating system as we know it today with e uh like everyone and then uh teen and then all that stuff mm-hmm. um uh, but either way it would have been rated m or or peggy 18 as it's yeah. called in uh in uh, i think Europe. i think the esrb gave it an m m well it's m mm-hmm. um yeah it's m and it has like a bunch of like sexual innuendos and like blowing up heads and all this stuff but it's like goofy like he says dumb stuff and there's like references to pop culture and stuff and like he says um he says the line from the movie uh them the 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 movies is called them and it's Mm -hmm. like these weird aliens from the 80s um and in that movie which he says in duke nukem and i think duke nukem popularized it but this is my duke nukem impression I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Mm-hmm. So Duke Nukem, like much like Seinfeld, with double dipping. Double dipping wasn't invented from Seinfeld, but they made it popular. Um, same thing with Duke Nukem and that line. Anyway, Duke Nukem 3D. Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, else. Coincidentally, really Super Mario 64 is also rated M. Yes. Just so you know, it is. At one point, Mario just just obliterates a Koopa. He just guts it with his bare hand. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Duke Nukem. Um, I never had the 3D one, but I had Duke Nukem 64, which we'll talk about. I had zero of them. You had I zero played of them? no no Nukems. No Nukems. I'm a no nuke nerd. It wasn't my favorite game when I was a kid, but I definitely remember feeling no. Feeling more mature, shooting things rather than jumping on Goombas and yeah, you're Goombas a big, you're a big boy, blasting dudes with blood and kicking ass, kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you ready to move on? No, hang on, hang on, okay. hang on, hang Take on, time. hang on. Um, you got more to say about Duke nuked? Let me see. Okay. Here we go. Wait a minute. I'm waiting. Wait a minute. I'm this- waiting. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. There it is. Nice. nice that nice, was sorry nice. if that was loud, but that was. Yeah, it was uh, fun. That's from the game. That's not that bad. All right, fart boy, you're up. All right, man. Here we go. Uh, my next game, very similar game to Duke Nukem, is Quake. The very first Quake came out in 1996. Quake. This is another id Software game. You might remember id Software as the developers of Doom, which we actually have another Doom on the list later on. We'll talk about it later. Um, but Quake is a, another first-person shooter, much like Duke Nukem mm-hmm. and uh, Quake. A very popular genre starting around the mid-'90s. You started having less tournament fighters, less 
you know, Street Fighter-esque games and, and more into the first-person shooter. They still are, but just less. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, the the, the style definitely grow, uh, grew in popularity in this time, especially mm-hmm. due to all these different clones. I hesitate to call it a Doom clone, though, um, since it's by literally the same developer. But, um, yeah, just, a, just another game where you run around and shoot different things. It was built on the same Doom engine. Oh, I'm sorry. It was built off of the Quake engine, which is... Uh, similar to the Doom engine. It had 3D mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rendering. So again, things are rendering in different uh, ways as you go through levels, which was very exciting for the time. And even in though it was made in 1996, it had online multiplayer, just like the original Doom, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. That's, we that's talked pretty about big. That is really big, especially for the time. Um, and it's just a fantastic uh, flashback to that time. And have playing. some Ethernet cables with your dial-up. Oh, you gotta. Yeah, there's no there's no routers getting through uh, playing playing Quake with your friends. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a dark game compared to doom. Um, mm-hmm. it definitely, definitely involves a lot of exploring, trying to find your way out of situations yeah, and right, right. dungeons. And so there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of a Metroidvania aspect where you're going and exploring and opening different rooms and things like that, but definitely more strongly mm-hmm. leaning towards the first person shooter perspective. But, uh, Quake is a pretty popular series and I am going to be honest, I never played the original Quake. Um, but I do know a little bit about the series, and it just seems like a really fun time. So, uh, instead of you, instead of calling it Metroidvania because um, it's a first-person shooter, you would just call right. it backtracking. Okay. Um, it has that it has but, that but, shared but yeah. characteristic with yeah that with shared characteristic characteristic of of backtracking because like yeah, um, yeah. Metroid Prime, um, mm-hmm. which didn't come out in '96, but Metroid mm-hmm. Prime. Um, uh, it's a Metroid was a platformer. It was a mm-hmm. you know a pla- it was a platformer which eventually came to be called the Metroidvania, where you're going back and forth through the same areas to get like with new power ups each time. Um, and um, they did the same thing in Metroid Prime, where you were doing that, um, going back and forth between the same areas. But since the gameplay was different, since Metroid Prime is a first person shooter instead of a platformer, they just call it backtracking instead of. Metroidvania right. because Metroidvania right. is that platforming backtracking right. mixed with versus versus um Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania too. Yeah. Um Ori is a Metroidvania. All that good stuff. Of um anyway, we're not talking about Hollow Knight and Ori and whatever else I just said that I don't remember. Um next game. Next game. S- Super Mario RPG. Ooh. The Legend of the Seven Stars. Um, so now That's this game one. is a is a is a Mario game for the sixty four, um, and um, it was it was big. It was very big. Sorry, 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 sorry. It was on the SNES, not on the N sixty four. I was going to say it definitely wasn't on N sixty four. SNES um, in ninety six, and it uh, it. It was big because um, it was it was one of the first Mario RPGs instead of oh, a platformer, yeah. oh, and yeah. also it was developed by Nintendo and also mm-hmm. Square, which went on to make Final Fantasy. Yes, amongst um, others, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. Square, then Square Soft, then Square Enix, which is what it is today, mm-hmm. um, and and a million other games too, uh, other than Final Fantasy, but namely Final Fantasy. Um, so the creators of Final Fantasy worked with the creators of Mario and they made like a Mario turn-based RPG. Um, and it's interesting because in this game, they actually have a lot of like unique characters, um, that are, that are specific to this game. Um, and like 
instead of Bowser being your enemy, you fight alongside Bowser like he's in your RPG mm-hmm. party. Like you 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 basically play as him. Um, and there's Princess Peach. There's Mario. There's there's Bowser and stuff. Uh, and there's other characters. And one of the biggest characters that's only in this Mario game that to this day Nintendo fans adore. I don't really care for him because I didn't play this game. Uh, can you tell me who that character is? Gino. Gino, yes. Gino. Um, he's Gino is this little like this little wooden puppet guy. He wears red, blue, and, and yellow, and and people really liked. And he's one of the characters you could play as in this game. And people really liked him. Um, and so a lot of people. And there's a few other characters that, if I'm honest, I don't remember their names. <laughs> um, but there's like a little cloud guy. Um, and all this other stuff, but and this a game is also interesting. Just, a lot of them are just Mario characters, like you have Yoshi and Toad and Princess Toadstool. And yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them are are, are in yeah. fact Mario characters. There's a few. There there are a few that are only in this game, mm-hmm. um, namely Gino and that little cloud guy. And I think uh, the cloud guy's others. name is Mallow. Mallow. Yeah. Mallow, yep. Um, he thinks he's a tap. Mallow. He's cute. Um, so, anyway, uh, people like for years have been wanting. Gino in Super Smash Brothers, which they have, they, it, it could be cool, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like I think that's kind of lame, but I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I mean, I think it's lame because I haven't played it. I'm sure if I mm-hmm. played it, maybe I'd feel differently. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, a lot of people consider this game incredibly like like honestly, a lot of people consider it the best game of one of the best games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, a lot of people consider it one of the most different Mario games, just because you're so used yeah. to platformers and. The standard Mario. Adventure. It's throwing the first into, RPG. Yeah, throwing him into an in RPG Mario. is really interesting. And then Mario went on to have um, Paper Mario, which is an mm-hmm. RPG, and that's yeah, a, whole a whole series. And then also Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That's an RPG. So mm-hmm. like they continued to be other um, Mario mm-hmm. RPGs. However, this one was the first one, and people were like, "Yo, this is the best." Um, and, and it has it has like a bunch of humor uh, at the time for its 3D rendered graphics. And um, and it actually had a lot of references to other Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Like if you go in, into an inn in uh, in the, in one of the places, you can find Link sleeping in a bed. Um, That's awesome. There's re- you can find um, Samus, uh, and then like later the games that I just mentioned, Paper Mario, and the other other one I just said, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar mm-hmm. Saga. Um, those games are like considered to be spiritual successors to this mm-hmm. one. And they also have like reference, and there's like Toon Link in them, and Wario's in them, and like all this kind of stuff. So it's like it's interesting. Um, so Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, or just Super Mario Super Mario RPG. Yeah, you don't hear the subtitle that often with that, but correct. Definitely a good way to identify it since there's so many different Mario RPGs. Correctamundo. Very very nice, man. Great game. Um, definitely gonna be a tough one to beat. Um, did you want to do the next one on the list, or you want me to do my next one? You do the next one, because I just did one. Okay, good point. I kind of gave you two in a row, so I'm sorry about that. Did you? Yeah, I did, but it's okay. They don't need to be, they don't need to be oh. in any specific order. We'll just go back and oh, forth. Oh, who cares? I'm not looking at that. Andy made no, a list of which ones we're going to do, and yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm not looking at that. It's helpful to assign who does what. That way we're not looking up you know, 30 games mm-hmm. each. And, and right. just save time but anyway mm-hmm. uh the next game i'm going to talk about is knights into dreams this is a sega game and a lot of people sega, just know sega it sega what sega saturn specifically but Boom. made by the same sonic team that made sonic and uh published for sega saturn as i was saying 
Um, mm-hmm. You might recognize the cover art and the person on the cover art. It's this lady, and she has these big purple um, overhang I, horns. I actually think, sorry to interrupt, but I actually think it's, it's. Uh, I don't want to say gender, genderless, but I think it's ambiguous what is that it? character is. I believe okay. so. Her name's Clara Sinclair, so I just figured, you know. No, I think there's a... There's a there's sorry. a there's a sorry, boy character. Ahead. That's okay. There's a boy character, Elliot Edwards, who is not on the. Oh cover. wait, no, isn't the 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 purple character is gender ambiguous? I think that character's is name is Knights. Oh okay. Like the purple character on the cover, right? Um. I'm not. Y- yeah, sure. it is. It is Knights. Knights is a video game character from the games Knights into Dreams, mm-hmm. um, and I believe. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I see it now. Knights yes, is kind. Um, Knights is kind of the Knights guiding. Is, Knights is kind of the guiding spirit to Elliot and Claris. I'm sorry. Yes. But that familiar image of Knights, the character, um, mm-hmm. in her purple outfit with the big horns on the back. In the context um, of the game, Knights the is screen. a part of every human subconscious, and so is purposely designed to be neither male nor female. Yes. So. Yes. They, it, them. They sure. Sure. Uh, anyway, the, sorry. Go ahead. If only we knew knight's pronouns, that'd be so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is presented in a 3D style, so a little bit different than the uh, 2D uh, Sonics of the time. So they kind of branched out a little bit more to mm-hmm. do something more interesting with the Sega Saturn. And a lot of the levels, ha- actually every level, has time limits on it. And so it's very similar to those Sonic levels again, where you have a certain amount of what time is- to complete a task and uh, kind of run through your objective and do all these things what is um, the gameplay what what is the gameplay um apparently it is a action game so a lot of like uh running and shooting i never played this game to be honest but it um from what i remember fun. of this game um you fly around and jump around and collect stuff uh-huh. um as as knights um so that's what i know about it uh, I'm familiar with the character in the, mm-hmm. and it's it's like iconic in the Sega mm-hmm. franchise or the Sega sure. series of franchises, mm-hmm. um, and Knights Knights is one of those. For sure, for sure. But that's yeah. the first Knights game, which which there aren't many Knights games in general. Mm-hmm. There's a few, um, but it's just you know, one of the important figures in gaming history. Very cool. Um, Apparently, this game was influenced by the team study of REM sleep, which is when you're at your deepest oh. sleep in the middle of the night. And the Sega Dreamcast, or sorry, the Sega Sega Saturn 3D controller. Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn 3D controller <laughs> was designed alongside the game, and oh, it included neat. this uh, retro kind of dream-inspired swirl that became synonymous with Sega stuff. So, very influential oh, like game the for logo, Sega. The little emblem. The little emblem, yeah. Very solid. Influential game for the Sega series, which is cool. So I don't Neat. have too much to say about it, but it yeah, seems fun. I mean, I'm just mentioning it. Mentioning um, it. Uh, Civilization Two came out in '96. Um, it was released um, on Windows, on Windows computers in '96, um, and then years following, eventually on Macintosh computers, and then in '99 on PlayStation. But Civilization Two. Um, it's just a sequel, obviously, to the first one. And that series is still popular today. Um, I believe they released recently 
or they will be. Don't remember. Don't follow the Sid Meier Civilization series, but Civilization Civilization Six is what they're on, and you make a civilization. Um, it is a turn-based strategy game, and uh, yeah, it's just important to mention um, things and in uh, in these franchises that are still popular or or are just mm-hmm. you know Civilization Two. Command and Conquer is my next one. Command and Conquer Red Alert specifically, which is a sequel to the original Command and Conquer, still in the Command Red and Conquer Alert. franchise. <laughs> how, many, how many times can I say Command and Conquer in one sitting? Uh, still produced by Westwood Studios, which is the studio that produced the previous ones. And uh, it is a real-time I'm willing to bet that the people game. of that circle call it like C&C. Yeah, probably. It definitely has you a You want to play CC? Definitely has a or CC? Game. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, it's another real-time strategy game, so there's a lot of moving mm-hmm. pieces, a lot of mm-hmm. intricacies happening with this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a prequel to the Command & Conquer, so it came out after, but its story takes place prior to the first one. But it's before. It, it takes place with an alternate, alternate early history where the Allied forces mm-hmm. in the Soviet Union are fighting for control over Europe. So there's a little bit of uh, historical fiction happening there for you with... This very game. cool very cool initially very, released very cool. for pc and this is the year that it was uh ported over to the original playstation um which by the way okay, the playstation cool. came out in 1994 and we you know talked about some games for it but we should have talked about should have talked about the launch of the playstation 1994 which uh we kind of missed the ball on that one but sorry yeah, about that. that's okay we'll, we'll definitely have 94 more PlayStation was games. in was playstation one or just playstation at the time mm-hmm. um have you played many rts games not many to be honest i don't think i've played one maybe i have they don't uh they don't appeal to me much based, based off seeing Same gameplay Z's. of civilization and um Same Z's. even even looking up gameplay for this i was like eh. i've known a few blarks mm-hmm. who who like uh civilization mm-hmm. um in more recent years they started calling it sid meyer's civilization mm-hmm. The, the guy who created it, mm-hmm. like he has his name up front. Similar to um, Tom Clancy's. Uh, yep, Tom Rainbow Clancy's Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six. Um, mm-hmm. um, Pilot Wings sixty four came out this year. You know, this was a, <clears> this was the alternate launch title to the N sixty four. So either could have gotten yep. Mario sixty four or this. <laughs> or pilot wing 64 yeah. or where you just you just fly a plane you fly you fly you fly planes and and choppers and all that kind of stuff and you just fly around and it was it was uh a less cool but still relevant and popular um nintendo game that was a release title for the n64 and you fly around in a plane and you like fly through rings and you collect objectives in your plane or your jetpack or your stuff and i believe as a release title on the s uh sorry on the 3ds they made like a new one, Pilot, Pilot, Pilot Wings Resort, I think is what yeah, they called it. Like that. And in 2011, um, that was a release title on the um, 3DS, which wasn't super big, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the Pilot Wings Resort wasn't super big. Um, yeah, uh, a 3D amateur flight simulator is what it's classified as. Um, it came out in Japan in June of '96. And then in North America in September of '96, and then PAL regions in March of '97. So nice, nice, nice. Pilot wings. Pilot wings. This is one I did not get for N64. I'll see it a lot. Um, Me too. You see it a lot when you, 
you see it a lot when you go to like an older game store like game craze or any sort of mm-hmm. like you know uh what are the other ones called um Sometimes GameStop will have old N64 games, but not very often. No, they won't. They have them, when, they when have have them online. Did you know that? I did know online, but not in the store. I was in one yesterday, and they had an SNES game behind the counter that I saw, and I was like, what? I think it was one of the rare ones, though. You sure it wasn't one of the new one, the for the new little oh, baby you know console what? thing? It probably was. You're right. Because aren't they making a SNES classic? They, they ha- it has existed Does for it, like two or three years. The SN- I think just the NES classic has existed. Nope, the SNES Classic has existed for a while, too. Dude, how am I just finding out about this? I gotta get one. <laughs> um, um, no, I have the, I have the Switch pi- online, so I don't need it. Um, pi- Pilo Twings. Pilo Twings, yeah. Um, See it a lot. Anyway, uh, well, my next one is Panzer Dragoon 2. Zway. Panzer. Panzer. I'm sorry. Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> Everybody who's a Panzer Dragoon fan just violently clicked off. Apparently there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, there's at least two, as far as, as, far mm. as I know. Not us. Not us. But there are two. There are two. Uh, this is another. I like saying. I like saying. Um, instead of saying there are at least blank, I just say there are two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I think that's funny. This, it's it's like, funny. There are three people in New York. Yep. And they're like, people are always like, oh yeah, there's more than two. I'm like, but there are two. There are at least several. No, not at least. Oh, not there at least. are two. There are two. Yes, that's a good. There thing. are three people in Texas. That's definitely. I'm hysterical. Way of at Go it. ahead, Texas boy. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Two's way is a rail shooter. Once again, so you're riding the back of your dragon, your your dragoon. Wait, your can dragoon, you say that you title will? again? I'm sorry, you uh, you said it weird twice. I don't understand. Panzer Dragoon Two: Colon Zwei Z W E I. Oh, oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying like Panzer Dragoon's way, like no. the way he's going. Panzer is like Dragoon 2. Oh, I think that I, I think that's pronounced Zwei, I think. Well, I'm going to go with Zwei. I'm going to go with Zwei. Z- let's go with Zwei. Let's go with Zwei. Zwei. Panzer Dragoon 2 Zwei. Whatever. Uh, this <laughs> This is a prequel slash sequel to the original Panzer Dragoon, which came out last year. Or not last year, but 1995. Meaning it came out after, but it was a prequel, right? Yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm okay. meaning. Um, again, well, another rail shooter. Another one where you're kind of okay. tied on the tracks and you're aiming your reticle or reticle or reticle or whatever you want to call it. Reticly. Reticly at different things and then shooting a gun or shooting your weapon mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Or the dragon's laser is more normally mm-hmm. what you shoot in this, but... Uh, your Dragoon's laser. Yeah, and it follows the main guy know, from the last the one, Jean-Luc Lundy, who raises and rides his dragon. And it's all about uh, you know, conquering enemies and shooting at stuff on the rails. And panzering. And panzering your Dragoon, yes. That's and what, zweeing. And zweeing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the zwee is about. Uh, I don't see why. I've heard that term before. Um, I think it's like some, I don't know. It's Maybe it's some, a developer. Some, no, no, no. It's it's some like term. It's some like foreign term. Similar that's like reused in a lot of things. Similar uh-huh. to like Ragnarok, like how that's used. Like that's not a that's not a, like a like an English word. Sure. Um, it's like you know like that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm I think, not, I think I'm that's not really how sure that why it's there. Used. Honestly, it's kind of it's kind of just tucked away on the title screen. But then when they when they type it out and stuff, it very clearly clearly says Panzer Dragoon Two. 
Zwe. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Zwe. There it is. Um, I can't spell this. Zwe. So I. Oh, it means two. Oh. In German. Okay. It's on the it's on the title screen still though for some reason. So who knows? It, it means two in German. Okay. Sure. Well. Makes sense. Neat. <laughs> Sorry, Germans. Sorry, Germans we ain't. everywhere. Um, this next one. Yeah, go ahead. Is um, Cramble Sample Stamps. A uh, beautiful game by Nintendo. Just kidding. Um, Kirby Superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometime in the early two thousands, I started calling Kirby Cribble. Cribble. Um, so I always call him Cribble. Um, or something KR related. Anyway, Kirby Superstar. Um, it was released as Kirby Fun Pack, P-A-K, in PAL regions. Um, and PAL, for those of you who don't know, is Europe. Um, phase alternating line, if you're wondering. But anyway, um, it's reason PAL regions is Kirby's Fun Pack, and it uh, is developed by HAL Laboratories. Anyway, um, Kirby Superstar. Um, it was for the the SNES, the SNES, um, and it's basically uh, it, it's it's another Kirby game. It's a big Kirby game. You're side scrolling, you're sucking up enemies, you're getting their abilities and all this kind of stuff. This game um, is fun because it has like a bunch of mini games. It's described as like like a bunch of games in one is what it's described described as. But basically, what it is is like different levels of platforming and like different worlds. And it says like those are. And they have, like, their own little stories, like, little quests that you follow as Kirby and, and Meta Knight and D2D and all the characters in there and stuff. And it's and the game classifies those as different games, but they're basically all just different levels. Mm. And there's also um, some other mini-games, which are just, like, cut the tree as fast as you can or go as far as you can or do what, like, this is little mini-games. Um, but people really like Kirby Superstar. Um, and it's neat. Uh, you control Kirby. And it's, I don't know, it's a Kirby game. It's a Kirby. The end. Also, it was one of the first Kirby games, if not the first, where Kirby sucks up enemies mm. and he gets a hat, like a hat on his head that denotes that ability. Mm. Um, in Kirby games previously, he would suck up like a sword enemy and he would have a sword, but he would just look like Kirby. Um, but I believe this is the first game when um and then all of the games have had this sense where he'll get an ability and he'll look his appearance he'll still be Kirby but his appearance will change to, to to go with that like he'll wear like an animal hat or like a baseball hat or a painter's hat or like a little flop like whatever kind of hat he wears um neat or headphones for how many how many Kirby's can you name like how many types of uh power up Kirby's can you name um sword Kirby wheel Kirby fire Kirby beam Kirby Stone Kirby, whatever the rock one is, mm-hmm. is it stone or it's rock? Stone or rock Kirby? I think I think it's stone. Okay, whatever. Uh, synonyms aside, uh, did I say a, hammer? Ninja hammer Kirby. Kirby, Ninja Kirby, yep. Hammer Kirby, Ninja Kirby, Fighter Ice Kirby, Kirby, um, or Cold Kirby, Ice Kirby, whatever it is. Uh, plasma Kirby, Water isn't Kirby. Isn't plasma the same as beam though? No, beam and plasma are different. different plasma is okay. electricity. Oh, yeah, beam right, is a right. beam. Thunder Kirby. Um, you get that from you get that from Waddle Doos. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's Plasma Kirby. That's, okay. Um, um, there is um, I'm pretty Bomb Kirby. There's Yo Yo Kirby, Painter Kirby, UFO Kirby, Mike Kirby, um, Witch Kirby. Um, 
there's there's a lot of really clever Kirby's. It, it's always cool, like seeing this Ninja Kirby. There's um, a lot of about, about, uh, Whip Whip Kirby. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he has a little cowboy hat, um, and I think a bandana too. I think it's really cool seeing the different types of Kirby's. I mean, there's a whole bunch I don't remember. I think there's Robot Kirby and. All, all sorts of delicious stuff. Has um, Nintendo ever Kirby. licensed a Kirby trading card game where you can collect all the different types of Kirby's or no? No. Uh, they probably maybe, but like like it like it's very niche and small. Sure. Um, that seems like maybe something alongside that would be kind of fun the Kirby, the, maybe something alongside the Kirby TV show, okay. which was weird because a lot of the characters in the Kirby TV show, um, just were 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 residents of um. Dream- Dreamland. Where does Kirby live? Dreamland? Dreamland. Does he live in Dreamland or yes. does he live in... No, it's Dreamland. I know, but there's other places. Because because there's there's Kirby Return to Dreamland. Oh, okay. Doesn't he live in Dreamland? Mm. I don't remember. I don't or he know. lives in... You mean in the shows or in the games? In the, in the games. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, I mentioned the show, but I don't, I don't remember where he lives, but um, I think it's Dreamland. I want to say it is. Anyway. Mount um, Pincus. <laughs> um mount mount cribble mount cribble um in in the in this show the only things that are similar to the game is kirby sucking stuff up mm-hmm. meta knight ddd and i think like you see a waddle d mm-hmm. and like and like in the warp star and like and some of the characters are like enemies you face yeah. like that's it everybody else is like 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 only for the show mm-hmm. um do you remember what the show was called Oh, uh, I remember watching it on Kids WB, but I don't, I don't remember. Kirby, right back at you. Right back at you. I, remember, I, I like Because the he would suck something up and spit it back at you. That's I remember liking the theme song a lot to that show. Kirby. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby's the one. That's all I remember. Yeah, it was definitely anyway. big band jazz style. It was fun. Um, Neat show. Neat games. Kirby, Kirby Superstar is that came our, out. Is that our yeah, first 96. Kirby game we discussed in this year series? Yes, oh, cool. I believe so. Cool, but yes, Go it's us. the first big Kirby game. Go us! All right, uh, my next one is a colossal game of massive significance. It is Mario Kart 64. Came out in 1996. Mario Kart. Um, this is not the first Mario Kart game. A lot of people think it is because it's the earliest one they remember. But there was a previous one on the SNES just called Mario Kart. And uh, this is the 64 version. So there were 63 others This is in the between. 64th yep. Mario Kart. <laughs> there were 63 others in between. And this is the <laughs> this is the 60... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Nintendo had this uh, tendency to just slap whatever number... Uh, what The number of this N64 after everything. So popular other games from N64... Donkey well, Kong well, they 64, take the, Bomberman 64. The name of their console, and they put yeah. it on there. They would do that a lot. Mario Sega, Kart Wii. Sega did that, too, to an extent, but mm-hmm. Nintendo definitely did it more. Um, did they? Mario Kart Race 64 is a racing game, kart racer, and you have up to eight selectable characters, which is a big deal eight. because uh, there were really only eight characters in Mario to begin with <laughs> at that point. True. So, um, had they included, Now there's 9,700. Ooh, it would have been cool since as like a tie-over with the... with. Um, Super Mario RPG had they included <clears throat> some more like neat characters from that game. That would have been kind of cool. Oh, that would have been cool, but they didn't. What a missed opportunity! Way to go, Nintendo! You suck. It's probably licensing things with Square, probably. Yes. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not a fanboy for Gino or Mallow or anything, so I don't really care. Uh, Despite being on a 3D-capable system, the racers are still 2D pre-rendered sprites. Um, 2D pre-rendered sprites? That's my middle name. As are the items. So you think you're seeing them at a 3D perspective, but it's really... But you're not. But you're really just seeing... (laughs) But you're not. But the items are the same way. So you have the items and the characters all being this deceptive... Uh, way of looking at things, and it's just an interesting. I sort of thought you were going to say you think you're things. seeing them, but you're not. Yeah, your brain just thinks you think you're there. seeing Mario Kart, but you're not. Actually, the car, the the tracks move underneath you. You don't move at all the whole game. <laughs> the, that's true. The track just spins. Underneath the world you. moves beneath you, but you stay in right, place. Right, right, right. And that's how everything works in, in our world. Um. So yeah. So, so in this game, uh, you had sixteen. We're dumb. You had sixteen race courses, which is a uh, record for the Mario 16. Kart series at this point. I mean, obviously there's a lot more now, but they kind of now there's 98. They started this cup format uh, with the first one and kind of expanded upon it with the second one. But they also added. Can you tell me, Colin, what did they add in Mario 64 specifically that was not in the first one? I don't think I know exactly, but my guess is battle mode. You're right. It's a battle mode, and the first one didn't have a battle oh, mode. I'm the best. Didn't have a battle mode. Thanks for tuning into One v One Cast. We'll see you guys next week. We'll end it there on a high note. On a high note. Uh, Just kidding. Yeah, Just kidding. Yeah. Um, they added. We the, won't. They added the battle mode along with four player co-op with this game because obviously the uh, SNES did not four have, player coop. SNES did not have four holes with which people could stick their controllers in, and the N- dude the N64 did. Neither do humans. Yes, they do. I was gonna say yes, they do. No. <laughs> You're not counting them. No, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, We're also humans. Oh God. Uh, like humans do. Like humans do. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, oh my. Uh, yeah. Magic so. school bus in the human body. It's <laughs> a great episode. The uh, the tracks. I played that game. The tracks. Sure. The tracks are very famous, and a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from this game has been uh, pushed onto the ra- the kart racing industry. And obviously, Mario Kart mm-hmm. is a game that still exists today. And this is definitely one of right. my favorite Mario Karts, and something we mentioned before. So I'll save talking about it anymore till later when we possibly talk about it. Mario again. Kart sixty four, very cool. Very like cool. to see it. Like thank see you, it. thank you for being um, a friend, Mario. And Mario Kart. Next one um, is a brigand. This is um, in the year of 1996. Not only was I released to the public, but so was Resident Evil for the Mm. PlayStation 1. Resident Evil for the PlayStation 1, released by Capcom. And Resident Evil still goes on today. Both remakes of the old ones and the newer ones. Um, Um... and yeah resident evil is a really cool game it's a survival horror game and in this one uh the the premise of resident evil is are you asking me Mm-hmm. oh i thought i thought you were talking about it one word uh ghosts no oh dude, zombies zombies sorry <laughs> it's, it's zombies <laughs> He's, he's mixing Resident Evil up with Luigi's I'm, Mansion. I'm mixing Resident Evil up with Silent Hill. That's what I was doing. Um, <clears throat> Silent Hill is like, yeah, never mind. Anyway, Silent Hill's um, ghosts. Yeah, they're Demons. they're both they're both like big spooky horror games. Oh, yeah. 
um, with uh, Luigi's Mansion uh, franchises. Um, uh, Resident Evil uh, is zombies, and in the first game, you play as Jill Valentine, and you're like a military team, and you and you you heard of some weird, spooky stuff going on at this at this big old mansion, this big old empty mansion. You heard of some weird stuff going on in there, and you go in there, and you actually find out that there's zombies. Not in songs. there um and and the game's interesting because um and we we, we talked about this on our spooky games podcast mm-hmm. but people know what resident evil is um you run around survival horror it's it, horror it's interesting because each time you enter a new hallway or room it's a fixed camera perspective um so if you go down like if you go down a hallway and turn the corner then the camera will change and be fixed to like to go down the next hallway mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting and like and you shoot like the zombies coming in that way and there's like spooky and there's other spooky monsters that are that have to do with like these weird experiments in this place called raccoon city where all this stuff goes on um yeah uh, it was actually released originally um not released originally but there is uh resident evil is a remake of the game from 1989 called sweet home is what the original was called is it really um yep that's cool it was called sweet home uh, and they they remade it uh as resident evil but sweet home wasn't hugely popular because gaming gaming was a thing in the 80s of course um but not really well not not a whole lot of home console not of as course, much as today there was sure. there there was nes and stuff excuse me of course there was but um horror 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 was was for the movies horror wasn't for games um so sweet home wasn't huge and they did uh, resident evil and people were like oh okay this is neat and then it was resident evil it's it's still not co- it's not called sweet home village like that's not the newest one coming out mm-hmm. it's resident evil village resident evil 7 village or no resident evil 8 village right. no resident evil resident evil 7 or 8 village is the next resident evil coming out hmm. I think it's eight. alongside remakes of the older Resident Evils. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's eight. I think you got it with eight. I think it is eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are first person horror games mm-hmm. versus the re- the older ones and the ones that they're remaking, which are the older ones are, um, are, are like uh, not top down, but fixed camera perspective, survival horror. Anyway, Resident Evil. That was the first game was in 96. Mm. What a year. What a year already! What a year! We still got some heavy. You got Resident Evil. Still got some heavy. You got me, and you got Civilization Two. That's it. (laughs) Still got some heavy hitters too. Um, The next one, the next one I'm going to talk about is Donkey Kong Country Three. Frankly, I'm pretty tired of talking about Donkey Kong Countries because a lot of (laughs) the Mm -hmm. sequels start to feel exactly the same. Um, Mm -hmm. But Donkey Kong Country Three adds Dixie Kong. Yay, Dixie Dixie Kong! Kong. And uh, yeah, Dixie Kong is a new character. She's basically the the female version of D- well, actually, I don't know her pronouns. Maybe she's not female. I don't know. She definitely is no, designed to look female, but they never say. No, she's she's female. They never say. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm saying it because I know that I she's never female. see her naked, mm-hmm. and she doesn't say. So I'm just gonna assume that. Uh, no, you're Dixie missing out. Kong, yeah, I know. I'm missing out. There's a lot, a lot of porn of her. Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Dixie Kong. Dixie Kong is female. Okay, I know was clearly a joke um oh i didn't know it was obviously a joke i was just making because i was t- i was tying it back to earlier when we were talking about um Night, not knowing uh, knight's pronouns and i was like what if dixie kong is toadette um ironically enough toadette doesn't ha- no toads don't have genders oh that's fair that's fair mm-hmm. 
good for, no, good for like, them. Like like we assume Toad is a is a is a guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, but but they're they're the same. They're genderless. Interesting. Toad and Toad and Toadette. Even though Toadette is clearly like a female Toad, mm-hmm. they're genderless. Cool. Neat neat neat. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Donkey Kong Country is 3. Toadette and Donkey Kong Country 3? Nope. But Dixie Kong is. And uh, you have all the Kongs searching for their bananas from <clears throat> King K. Rule. More of the same. More of the same stuff. Nice. Good good platformer, but a little repetitive at this point. It is not nearly as high as the other two on the sales charts, but still pretty high up there, especially for a third game in a series. Uh, so good for it. Good Do for you know them. why he's called King K. Rule? King K. Rule because K. Rule is cruel and... He's a villain, so he's, he's cruel. cruel for taking their bananas. Yeah, King K. Rule, more like ass, <laughs> dude. Nice, dude. Thank you. But thank you. Um, anything else about DKC three? Ugh, no. I'm tired of talking about these. I'm thankful that was the last one. This <laughs> for now. You could just say DKC DKC three came out this year. Sequel added Dixie Kong. Yep. All done. That's pretty much um, what I did. Uh, 96 saw the release of on the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation of Tomb Raider, Man. the game where you play a lot of, the exploration lot of series game. launched this year. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. A lot of new series. Um, Duke a 3D exploration platformer where you play as Lara Croft, mm-hmm. um, a a busty bombshell, <laughs> a busty polygonal bombshell. Polygonal. Um, um, but uh, Tomb Raider still goes on today. Mm-hmm. They they re they did a soft reboot of it, and that's what Tomb Raider is today, where it's more realistic. The characters' proportions. It's still the most, Lara the Croft, most recent one is Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's no, it's Shadow of Shadow the Tomb of the Raider. Tomb Ra- okay. There's Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. I actually did play a few years ago, to, uh, Tomb Raider from, um, 2000 whenever they started the soft reboot anyway in 96 they released the very first tomb raider Mm -hmm. um and you just jump and people liked it because the gameplay was cool but also because the main character was like ridiculously over sexualized and hot and Mm -hmm. so she's really she's a babe um and there was actually um back in the days of of uh not internet um where the video game rumors were abundant um Thankfully, as a kid, I caught the tail end of this, even though the internet was around when I was a kid. It was dial-up, so I didn't go on the internet, and my friends didn't really go on the internet either, um, because dial-up was difficult. Um, and uh, there was with Tomb Raider, um, one, of the, one of the big things with this game, it had to do with her being a babe, and there was allegedly a rumor that if you... I don't remember what, what you had to do, but if you... I think if, like, if you beat the game on like the hardest difficulty and it's something like you don't take damage or you do something specific allegedly at the end of the game you could see her naked apparently hmm. um was that which true was like or a no? big uh no okay. it, that was just a rumor um, and i think in later installments of tomb raiders um like they would they would like make references to that and then and then later like she was very sexual like, like she would be in the shower but like the, the assets would be covered and it would be like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff for like gamers of 1996, you know. Um, so that was that was like um, this is one not this is one of the, the first games and probably the most popular uh, the game that popularized um, like 
basically like like uh sexuality in games mm-hmm. um uh, and th- there was there's that stuff existed before but that was just one of the things with it but also apart from that also it's a big franchise anyway um but that was just that was just a a, a part of a part of the the catalyst for tomb raider mm-hmm. and so yeah tomb raider aside from all the sexualization of her though it is still cool to see female leads in video games especially yep it is it know, is very cool gritty that's very gritty cool to see. dungeon crawly type games like tomb raider you know yeah very neat. um it, it's it's uh it's indiana jones mm-hmm. vibe um you're indiana exploring jones tombs meets, you know like your meets uncharted which like, didn't exist yet but you know uh tomb, Ra- tomb raider was um inspired by indiana jones and sorry uncharted was inspired by tomb raider and which indiana was inspired jones. by indiana jones probably so you know full circle yes so Indiana Jones, two Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and then both of those to Uncharted, because all those games and movie have the same vibe of expo- of like that cool like mystery exploration, like architect historical fiction fun stuff. Oh yeah, um, Tomb Good Tomb stuff. Raider. Tomb Raider. All right, mm-hmm. man. Moment of truth. We have hit. Now, I have two more before we get to the big one. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Do are it. you are you all? Are you, I was are referring. You, I was referring to. I know what you're talking about, okay. but have you run dry? But uh, everything other than that big one. Nope, I got a couple more, but uh, okay, my bad. None of them is important. We'll hold off. One. I wanted to do the big one last. Okay, we'll do the big one last. That's totally fine. Uh, my next one is Dragon Force. Actually, no. Dragon Force. Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire. Sorry. Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire. Dragon Force is a game that we were going Dragon to do. Dragon Force is a game we were going we to didn't. mention. It came out in 1996, but uh, who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. If you like Dragon Force, the feeling awesome. You, yeah. And uh, I know, I know the band Dragon Force. Yeah, they do um, through the fire and flames. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And my brother actually liked them, so I actually know other songs by them. Good, Heart good of stuff. the Dragon. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> else. But uh, when Star uh, Wars: Shadow of the Empire, was, this is another in those yearly series of Star Wars games made by LucasArts mm-hmm. that we've been talking Star about. Star Wars. Yeah, this is a third-person shooter, so a uh, mm-hmm. different perspective than a first-person shooter. The camera's behind you, so you might call it a look-at-the-booty shooty, which is a really fun name for it. Um, this was released pretty late in 1996, so I would imagine it had excuse me, it had a lot more popularity in 97, mm-hmm. but it did come out technically in 1996. Um, this is the version, uh, it's kind of funny, the version first released was on N64, surprisingly so uh, it was not the 64 yeah it was a uh, crude rendering polygonal rendering of all these different star wars vehicles and things and it's another flying sim- there's some flying simulator chunks in this there's some shooting stuff in this um but you know just another some just shooting. another of the wealth of many 90 star wars games that came out at the time by lucasarts so thank yes. you lucasarts um for all because the fun because games. there there is around this time and i'm not an expert on this but around this time Star Wars was in recession, if um, you will. It was in recession. It was in books, and it had media, uh, like, but the media for it was books mm-hmm. and like comic books, mm-hmm. um, to to deliver additional um, Star Wars lore and characters and stuff. Um, and um, games were one of the only like forms of media that was star wars so that was why it was like that like a an annual or semi-annual release um was was keeping that hype alive mm-hmm. until three years later when we would see the release of um uh phantom menace 
so the so the new Star Wars. Um, but anyway, Star Wars was in a recession. You were right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next one I have is um, let me double check with this one. So this next one is a big Nintendo franchise, but it, this one was actually only released in Japan. And this is Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. Nice. Um, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because Fire Emblem is a Nintendo prop- property, and we've talked about this. And if you're listening to this, odds are you know what Fire Emblem is. Um, and odds are um, you're upset about the quantity, the mass quantity of Fire Emblem characters that are in Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the reason for that is because Fire Emblem... Um, are you ever it's, upset by that, or are you talking about others? I'm not. I didn't think you would um, be. But, but others are. because I, I'm not because I have played Fire Emblem games. Not all of them, but a lot of them, and I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Fire Emblem is a strategy game where you just take control of characters from the, from an army. Um, in, in Genealogy of the Holy War, you play as Marth, who you played as in the, in the first one. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, fi- uh, the first Fire Emblem game and this one, um, they were re-released. Uh, or no. They will be released this month in 2020 uh, with with American localization for the first time. So you can play the first. So you can play. It's either this month or early 2021. I don't remember. Um, This month is December, by the way. I know it's soon. It's soon. Soon they're releasing it for like seven dollars. Like you get you get like the first game uh, and then you get this game. um, Genealogy of the Holy War. I believe it's called uh blade of light or mm. no shadow maybe i don't i don't remember um anyway um tactical role playing uh strategy game um you control different units on a battlefield and you just you just move them and they and they fight and they're little soldier guys and you play as marth um who is like a little prince of this place and yeah that's uh that's fire emblem um but fire emblem is has been and still is wildly popular in Japan, um, and still popular here in America, but not as it's been gaining popularity as of recent years. Um, but like this game released in '96 um, in only Japan, Fire Emblem, and then like working up to today in 2020, like it gradually started to get a more more like uh, f- its footing here in America in terms of popularity, but. Um, it's it was like nowhere as big as like Pokemon or or Zelda or Mario or anything here in America, but in Japan it was huge, and that is why it has that many characters in Smash. It's because uh, Japanese players love Fire Emblem. Nice, 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 good stuff. Um, also, fun fact unrelated to Fire Emblem: The Legend of Zelda. It is popular in Japan, but it is more popular here in in uh, in America. Fun fact. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. In the West, if you will. Um, yeah, Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War came out in uh, 96 in Japan. Yeah. And for the record, oh. uh, I wouldn't say that I'm ever that upset that there's so many Fire Emblem characters in Smash. I'm just kind of like... People get upset about it. I'm just kind of like, eh, there's another one. Okay. People people get upset about it because, because they're like that position and i have for some characters gotten upset it's like because you think like that's that spot could have been used for another gaming character you know mm-hmm. what i mean um they should add fortnite to smash brothers oh my gosh <laughs> you could play as bunker jonesy 
All right. They probably I will. I hope they don't add Fortnite. They probably will. And if they do, I mean, I'm sure it'd be cool. They probably um, will at some point. Because Smash is a uh, a living museum of, of games. So, you know. For sure, whatever. for sure. Good stuff. They probably won't, though, honestly. Never know. Never know. Never Guess know. we'll see. All right. And the next one we will be talking about is... Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. What'd you say? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Have you have you heard of Crash Bandicoot before? <laughs> have I heard of Crash Bandicoot? Of course I have. Um, Everybody loves Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Interestingly enough, it was first released in North America in '96, September of '96. Mm-hmm. Then it was released in Europe um, of November '96. And when do you think it was released in Japan? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, probably after 1996, maybe 1998. You could say that after um, because it was never released in Japan. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was released in North America and it was re- released in Europe. Probably because they never don't have released Bandicoots in Japan. in Japan. Yeah, but when it came out, how many people know what a, knew what a Bandicoot is? Oh, I, I was making that up. Is that actually a thing? <laughs> A bandicoot is an animal, yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was made up. I'm 95% sure of that. What? Yeah, I'm looking at yep. it. It's a... Uh, bandicoot. Yep. What like the little, hell? It's like, like a little, little rat. Little, little rodents. Oh, It's like weird. a little rodent thing with a long nose. That's a bandicoot. Oh, cool. Um, I had no cra- idea. So Crash Bandicoot, um, it came out this year, uh, and huge... Huge, huge franchise, um, mm-hmm. classic franchise that um, saw many releases over the years, um, and we'll talk about them when we get to them. Big series, um, a lot of different Around the 2000s, happen. it it lost its popularity because it got really crappy, like around PS2 and PS3. Um, and then it came back in PS4 because they remade the original three Crash games that were on PlayStation, uh, this uh, PS1, as well as Crash Team Racing, which is just a Crash version of Mario Mario Kart. But Crash Team Racing, I played all the time as a kid, so I love that game. Nice. They re-released it on PS4, remastered it, I mean, and I played it, didn't love it as much. Um, and then they also released earlier this year in 2020 was uh, Crash 4. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is the... Um, the quadrequel, um, uh, of, uh, of, so there's Crash, Crash Bandicoot, which came out this year, 96, and then Crash 2, I don't remember the subtitle, and then Crash 3 Warped, and a bunch of crap, and now Crash 4, Crash 4. uh, like 20 years later. It's crazy. Uh, Crash 4, it's about, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Um, so anyway... Uh, yeah, Crash came out that this year. It's a platformer, and you jump around as Crash, mm-hmm. and like, it's witty, it's iconic, it's cool. You you, you jump, you collect Wumpa fruits, mm-hmm. all the delicious things. Um, uh, yeah, Crash Crash. I mean, there's really not much more to say. It's huge. Crash, just like Resident Evil. Resident Evil, like that the, the big game. Crash Bandicoot, big game, um, came out this year. And uh, fun fact. Um, before uh, he was developed to be Crash Bandicoot, he was originally going to be Willy the Wombat, hmm. um, and he was he was Sony's animal mascot. Nice. Uh, uh, to kind of to, to uh, Sonic. Uh, more so to Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, but sort of to Mario because Mario was a human, obviously, but Mario also had a Yoshi. Um, yeah, but so he's still, still the like mascot his, his for Nintendo. Thing. Yeah, the mascot, right? But but he was there. Uh, Willie the Wombat was going to be the animal mascot, but he became Crash Bandicoot. Hmm. Interesting. Um, have you ever seen those? Oh yeah. Have you ever seen those old uh, se- uh, those old PlayStation commercials or the Sony commercials where you got a guy in the Crash Bandicoot costume? And he's down at the Nintendo headquarters yelling through a megaphone. Yeah, yes, I have. Oh, I, I have. I yes, love those are so funny. Hey there, mm, plumber yes. boy, come on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep, man. I love him. Video I, game I always had trouble with the perspective on Crash Bandicoot, the camera perspective where you're running towards the camera rather than the opposite. Um, I had a lot of trouble. They're usually running away from the camera or or uh, side scroller. I had trouble Only with those, sometimes those, portions, the those portions where you're running near the camera, towards the camera. Yeah, like you're running away from like a boulder or a T-Rex you, yeah. or something or a car in later yeah. games. Your reaction time's got to be um, super quick. And mm-hmm. mine was not um, always when I was a kid. So Your depth perception is skewed in oh, games yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, I have sometimes, good depth perception. Sometimes you go, to, cool. you go to jump onto something that you think is in a certain area so you move the analog stick to try to go there and it's just it's a little further away than you think and you end up falling and uh, that happened a lot in crash bandicoot Mm -hmm. i don't think 3d platformers should ever be as precise as 2d platformers are because obviously you can't that's kind of what crash bandicoot was but it was still precise enough for it to work it was definitely precise enough for it to work but there were definitely moments where it was like yeah this could be better which is a problem it's like it's definitely it's like the camera in mario 64 like there's just the slight issue that happens sometimes and you know people I w- if, the if it were me anything. i would say that the camera in mario 64 is worse than the precise um platforming in crash because a lot of, because a big reason why crash was popular was because of that 3d 2d style precise platforming mm-hmm. um because it was in 3D, it was behind Crash, and then it also turned to 2D, so it was on the side of him, and you would see the platforms like a normal, right. a traditional platformer. Right. Um, 2.5D, if you it's will. It's hard for me to say which is worse, but I definitely find both of them to be hindrances. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's apples and oranges, but yeah, um, but yeah for sure. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that the, the second to last one, and then, and then Andy, you'll kick off um, the big last one that came out in 96. Okay. And um, I have, I have that one we're more saving. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. I thought you were done. You can do you can do the last one before we do our big final one. Uh, final Doom appeared in 1996, and Final Doom. Final Doom. Doom is by no means the the last Doom. The last ever. Doom ever. Yeah, it's the very last one in the Doom suit. No, I'm just kidding. There's a bunch more that came after. Um, final Doom is another first-person shooter, uh, like the other Dooms. Mm-hmm. And it's appearing on MS and DOS and all these other uh, computer operating systems. And uh, for the first Isn't time, MS DOS for the first time, Microsoft DOS, yeah. For the first time, uh, this appeared on a console. This appeared on the original on the original PlayStation. And um, neat, yeah. It was a it was there's a, a console Doom. There's a console Doom. Yeah, it was kind of one of the yeah. We've talked about Doom. We have. People I'm know not going to go is. too much into it. It's just they released another one. In first person shooter, you blast you blast demons. Mm-hmm. The end. Good stuff. Um. Setan Bunbaman is the next one for the Sega Saturn, known in America as Saturn Bomberman or just Bomberman. Um, Bomberman is is an iconic um, character, a little guy, um, little little little, uh, little suit wearing guy, little and, Teletubby uh, guy. <laughs> yeah, except his head's you, a Teletubby. 
yeah, um, there's a, you basically play, um, this like, so the, the battle mode is you play on this grid and you have, and you, like you, you place bombs, um, and the bombs blow up like different bricks around the map. So you can traverse more through the maze like map in this battle mode and you collect power up. So your explosions are bigger. Basically the goal is to catch, um, in this maze like grid thing, um, you have to catch the other players in the explosion of the bomb, um, basically by maneuvering through it and like like you know all this sort of stuff. Um, and uh, and then there's also a story mode where you just you just and that's um, that's a uh, like a little platforming thing. Um, yeah, Saturn Bomberman. Um, it released in Japan um, in '96, and it didn't release in uh north actually released in europe before north america in 97 and it didn't release in north america until august of 97 so a year later but in japan it was 96 so on the sega saturn was bomberman which is still um still an iconic uh uh character of gaming uh today sega character very true bonbaman is he a contender for smash or what do you think um he could be. However, he is an assist trophy and a me fighter costume. Oh, that's right. He would be a contender, but that's that is what he received. Um, typically, characters that receive me fighter costumes and or assist trophies are are contenders for typically, not always, um, but a lot of the time, like Shadow the Hedgehog, Waluigi, unless they pull pull a fast one on us, um, Shovel Knight, Bomberman, uh, a few a few other guys here and there. Uh, I think Knuckles. I think. Right. Um, Mid Midna, uh, Skull Kid, Gino, uh, a, bu- a bunch of guys. Is Gino an assist? Gino trophy? isn't an assist. Gino is is a me fighter. Oh okay. Oh, except in the new one, he's not a me fighter uh, outfit yet, which is why people are um, speculating if he's actually going to be a real character, because a lot of the times, if you see Travis Touchdown is from No More Heroes, is a character that people wanted in Smash, but they made him uh, in the most recent DLC. They made him a uh, costume. So typically, if they're a costume, they're not uh, going to be a character because that would be dumb if you had. For the most part, there are some Mii Fighter costumes where there is a, there's like there's like a Link Mii Fighter costume right. costume. And there's obviously Link, so it's like sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, um, Bomberman. He's a he's a big game big gaming uh, icon. Not big, but for gamers, like you, you know who he is. He's definitely recognizable just by himself. If mm-hmm. you've ever yep. played a video game, so yeah. Bombaman. Bombaman. What'd you say in the beginning? Setan Bombaman. There it is. Bombaman. Very nice. All right, man. So after working through all of these different games and all of these different things from 1996, we should talk about one final one that reared its ugly head in 1996. And that is Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. And then in Japan, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green came out in 96. Um, 96. We saved this for last because big. Um, And people know what Pokemon is. This is the first Pokemon game. So I think with introducing Pokemon, I think we should just segue right into... um, choosing the best game um of 96 what i think what, that's a good idea because it's what, definitely going to be because people know pokemon we don't got to talk about pokemon amongst the top games of 96 for sure mm-hmm. amongst the top game the top games yeah um yeah. 
So what are what are um <clears throat> what are the things that we would like to the games that we'd like to consider for A1 potential of 96? Well, we've already mentioned uh Pokemon Red and Blue or Red po- and Green if you're Japan. So so we got Pokemon so, so, Pokemon, so definitely Pokemon is, is, is in the running. Big one. And we're going to talk and we're going to talk more in depth about it mm-hmm. uh, in a minute here. Um, I think Super Mario 64. Definitely Super Mario 64 talk, is talk another one. We should um, probably Super Mario, uh, not Super Mario Kart, uh, Mario Kart 64. That's another Mario Kart 64 is another one. Mention. I um, think I think Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot's a big one. We so should we talk got more four about right now. Maybe Resident Evil. Want to talk about that um, one that did launch? Did launch a whole horror series, and Resident yeah, Evil it's very successful um, and popular. Um, we could also talk about Tomb Raider. That's another big one too. Uh, I don't think Tomb Raider. Um, okay. And I don't think Resident Evil. I um, you don't think so? If we do Resident Evil, I'm just gonna say right now. I think it's just gonna get knocked out. Like it's it's mm-hmm. gonna be the first one that gets knocked out. Of the running, right? Um, Resident Evil, as well. So we got Pokemon, we got Mario sixty four, we got Mario Kart sixty four, we have Crash, and we have Resident Evil. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything else? And this uh, maybe Super Mario RPG, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. Okay, Um, so we got six. So a full full Nintendo roster here. Well, um, not not Resident Evil or Crash. But didn't you say? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Crash. I forgot about Crash. But didn't you say we were knocking out Resident Evil right now? I said it it would be the first one we would knock out, but I, but in terms of like gaming significance, I I I, I considered it more. So I was like, you know what? Let's have it. Okay. So we're gonna have Resident Evil. We're gonna okay. consider it more than that I originally that's thought. A, that's a fine pool to go with. I think that's a brilliant. Yep. So we got so we got so we got Pokemon Red, Blue, and Green. We got Pokemon, um, Pokemon Mario sixty four, Pokemon Mario Kart sixty four. Um, just kidding. Pokemon Red, Blue, Green, Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Crash Bandicoot, and Resident Evil. Those are six um, games. Um, so that works. Uh, for me. I think that's great. You know, strong it, year, very you know, strong year. Right off the bat, Crash is huge. Like Crash is big. Like it, it, it was the beginning of this big franchise. Resident Evil was big, beginning of this huge franchise, and they're they're great games. It's not the kind of thing where it's it's not like Terminator, where the first one came out and people liked it. The second came out, second one came out, and more people liked it, and that was kind of what mm-hmm. put it on the map more so than mm-hmm. the first one. That's mm-hmm. not the case for these. These are huge um, first titles. Um, a lot of firsts this year. Um, mm-hmm. Not for Mario, but a lot of 3D Mario was first this year. But first yeah. Pokemon, first Resident Evil, first Crash, and first other games that aren't in the running. But um, um, if you think about Crash Bandicoot and the playstyle and the and the and the playstyle of it, what games did it go on to inspire? You mean just the the platforming? The gameplay the, of specifically gameplay. Crash Bandicoot. What games did it go on to inspire? Hmm. 
that's a tougher thing to draw from than correct than because say there are Mario no there there are like no that. games that have the same play style as Crash. Right. Putting it like like I can't think of a game that has that same like linear 3D mm. 2D 2.5D platforming. I can't think of a, another game like that. Maybe Doesn't modern have, Sonic have game. Like that? Spyro, Spyro is is fully like 3D that? platformer. Spyro yeah. is like open world platformer. Um, mm. Spyro Spyro isn't linear. Mm. Um, like you can go over here and you can go over here. Like it is linear, of course, but mm-hmm. Crash is literally certain, a path, and you go Sonic straight down the like path. That. What'd you say? You could say certain Sonic levels are like that. That's what I was just going to say. Modern Sonic levels um, transition from 2D and 3D in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sonic is linear. You run that way. You run Mm -hmm. straight, right? Right. Um, Crash Bandicoot, you run straight. You run along the path and you go go straight or you go whichever way you go. That's how you go. Um, And it's kind of the same thing with modern Sonic games. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, all all like main Sonic games, you know, so like, I don't know. Um, so you consider you could consider uh, Crash Bandicoot because it's like oh it's, oh it's bad because it hasn't inspired other games. Well, because because it inspired other games, meaning there are no other games of that type of platforming gameplay per se. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Which is why I couldn't name them. Same thing with Resident there, Evil. There probably are some somewhere. I mean, yes, of course. Right. But and not, I'm sure we're missing the... them. But. Not in it's popular gaming culture. Like, when have you ever played a game or heard of a game and it's like, oh, that's Crash Bandicoot? When have you ever played a game and and Resident Evil definitely inspired Silent Hill, um, mm-hmm. um, other horror was, genre games of of survival horror with the fixed camera, slowly moving down alleyways as you're fighting monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, so Resident Evil definitely has that going for it. Um, and Resident Evil is still going today, and so is Crash. Silent Hill is is cemented as a big game in gaming history. However, it's not still going today. Um, right. It's not that they deliberately ended it, but it just hasn't had a game in years. Mm-hmm. You know, a good game in years. I think the most recent right. game was was this weird like ice game with like an ice monster on the Wii, and it had this gimmicky thing where you would shake the Wii remote, and it was it was called like Silent Hill. Oh gosh, I don't know, some dumb name, um, but it came out on the Wii, and like and like the monster would shriek in through the speaker on the Wii remote, and it was it was spooky. Um, That's wild. Yeah, so um, I didn't even know they had done more. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to it's hard to say. Crash is bad. Crash is bad because it it didn't it didn't like inspire other games. However. Mm-hmm. It's its own game, and that has cement, cemented its place in history, you know. And it has all these, like, like all these sequels, and it's still today, and like people love it, you know. Right. Um, I think as far as the the 3D platforming genre, though, we definitely have a superior platformer just on this list. Just but on this list. On top of on top of just the list, I mean, there's a lot more mm-hmm. 3D platformers and platformers out there that are better than. Crash. I think not Resident Evil and Crash have got to go. Not to say. That I think so too. I think they're I think they're good games, mm-hmm. but I think when you're up against things like, you know, the first Pokemon and Mario sixty four, like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta take your they're 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 hu- they're great games, beautiful games, mm-hmm. huge games, mm-hmm. iconic games, not the best games, not 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 that they're bad, but they're not the best. 
because mm-hmm. um, they're great. Um, but so Resident Crash, Evil Crash also sold more copies than Mario sixty four. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, here's why: the original PlayStation had a huge install base, Did. much larger than the N sixty four. The N sixty four only ever sold around. I think I read somewhere 40 million units in its lifespan. And obviously those are still being circulated. Do you know why PlayStation still... had more games? Why it had more games? Because it was on CDs. Mm-hmm. That's games exactly why. Yeah. Yep. It was on CDs. Cheaper to make. They could store more memory. Um, Cartridges were, just... were cheap to make, but it was like, eh. why, I think, why make I think these? CDs are cheaper, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, well, just in, ter- just in terms of raw materials. I don't. Maybe I, not, I thought. Not, like, I thought. I thought. I remember the cartridge being cheaper, but I don't remember. Um, but he, I would imagine. CD, I would imagine CD, CD. CD won out. That's why PlayStation. Not that I know a more. whole. Not that I know a whole. Yeah, right. The CD obviously won out. Not that I know a whole lot about, um, you know, product mass manufacturing here in the U.S. or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine just based off of like raw material to make an object like a CD versus a mm-hmm. cart a cartridge with four walls that's the size mm-hmm. of like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's almost the size of, you know, a little, a phone, mm-hmm. basically a cell phone. I would imagine that that takes a whole lot more uh, effort slash plastic right, right, slash, right. you know, material. So it probably weren't <clears throat> cheaper. Cartridges were probably weren't cheaper, but. Sure. I don't know. Am, am I am I a cartridge manufacturer in the 90s? No. So I don't know. I was. But I you was are a cartridge manufacturer now, right? Yeah, I wish. That'd be, that'd manufacturer. be pretty cool. Imagine um, if you owned a factory that made N64 games, but you yeah. owned it now, <laughs> um, and you never and you never updated. You were still just still just pumping out uh, Majora's remakes, Mask. Majora's Mask, and and other <laughs> N64 things. Yeah, true. Pilot Wing 64. So yeah, see you, um, see you, Crash. See you, Resident Evil. Thanks for thanks for being great, but not um, good enough. Super to win Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. So this yeah. is the first RPG. Mario game. When you yes. think of Mario, what do you think of? Well, obviously, I think of Italians and stereotypes. Good. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Um, <laughs> what do you think of? Uh, platformers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so now this is the first game where Mario is, is different. Um, he's in an RPG setting with all these awesome new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a new good story. story. New story. story. Yep, new story, good story. A Nintendo cameos, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. However, it was on the SNES, which was slowly becoming obsolete at this point. Not obsolete, True. but slowly becoming slowly. because the N64 had just come out. It was now there's a new console. So mm-hmm. it's on an old console, which it still isn't obsolete at this point, 96. However, it uh, it's quickly becoming. Quickly becoming. And also... Um, up to this point, the, um, turn-based RPGs have been done to death. Now, um, doesn't mean they're bad because Final Fantasy VII comes out within a year or two of 96. And that's one of the biggest games ever. And that's a Mm turn-based RPG. Um, so not to say just because they've been done to death, um, discredits it. It was also, but it was also Final Fantasy VII in a series that had had six other games mm-hmm. and some and some sub games uh, to practice more, more games than to, seven, to, six other yeah, games. Yeah, to definitely perfect that mode of gameplay yes. and that mode of storytelling. So 
Not to say that Mario is is worse or really better than Final Fantasy. Who's to say? It's kind of it's kind of point of it's good point of view perspective. But I definitely think Mario RPG deserves to be on this list. But I don't Mario, think it deserves. To yes, win. yes, that Mario sense. RPG, yeah, objectively, beautiful game, great game. It has all mm-hmm. the great qualities. It, it's 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 a it's the same thing we know, but in a new setting. It's Mario, um, but in an RPG format, which would go mm-hmm. on to create Paper Mario. Um, which would come out mm-hmm. a few short years later on the um, N64. The first Paper Mario came out, and then later on the ge- on the, the handheld Nintendo systems, Game Boy and DS would be Mario and Luigi Super Saga, um, <clears throat> and um, yeah. that's awesome, beautiful, objectively great game. Comparatively, for the best game of '96 compared to these other games, I don't think so. Also, and it, honestly, a big thing, honestly, for me, the hammer in the coffin was one of the first things I hammer in the nail in the coffin. I mean, I'm sorry. The first things for me was that it's on the SNES, which at this mm-hmm. point is, is, is on its way out the door. So I right. think, I think, I think that's why it's, I think, it's, I think that's a big reason why it's got to be kaput at this point. Right. It's kind of interesting though. The graphical style of this game could have easily been updated slightly mm-hmm. to include 3d rendered mario and 3d rendered mallow and 3d rendered chino and just put into you know that that style of mm-hmm. super mario 64 right. but the timelessness of 2d sprites like they have in this game and the, and the and the text crawl i think honestly that holds up sometimes better than mario 64 and the graphics in mario yeah. 64 yes but it still doesn't have the same exciting type mm-hmm. of gameplay of it holds up it holds up because 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 pixelated stuff and like that and that like polygonal not polygonal but um that pixelated like um sprite stuff still exists Mm -hmm. three or 3d renders sprite based characters 2d 2D rendered sprites yeah 3d rendered sprites in that game and and is it 3d rendered sprites in in, in, an rpg yes um just like in donkey kong country um, that's 3D. Oh, rendered. you're right. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> um, yeah, you're right. It's rendered in 3D, but it's put in 2D. Um, so anyway, that's uh, right. um, because because that's not that's like because because uh, sprites and pixels can't be replicated in the real world, while 3D things can. And we still have 3D in games today, and we still have 3D in human living today. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's why when you play games now, and it's like crisp and clean, and they look like humans, and they have all this awesome ambient occlusion, and like light, and like all like the pores stretching, and all these beautiful things, and Red Dead Redemption, and like the how the light shines through Arthur's ear, and like you see that fleshy glow, and that's really cool, or like his nose, that's really cool. Um, Mario. Um, RP, uh, Mario 3D doesn't have that, uh, which is why if you go back to it, it's like, yes, of course, for the time, like it was great, but like looking back at it, it's like, ooh, this looks rough. So it aged yeah, right. not as good as RPG, uh, in terms of the graphics, but mm-hmm. that's what they had at the time. Um, but anyway, all that being said, Mario th- RPG, beautiful, but I don't think beautiful enough for the best of '96. I agree. For what, what we uh, think. What month? What month did RPG come out? Super Mario RPG. Well, in that year. I'll tell you. It's tell gotta you. be earlier in the year, right? Like before the sixty-four launches. Um. Another game we should have considered was Kirby Superstar. 
if I'm yeah, honest. So. Um, Kirby Superstar, cool game. Um, first uh, neat Kirby game, but for the same reason as I'm acknowledging it. We're acknowledging Crash, Kirby, Mario RPG, and Resident Evil because they're all huge. For Superstar wasn't the first in Kirby franchise, but they're they're big firsts in their franchises. That's cool, but not enough to be the best. The end. Superstar. I'm look or uh, whatever game you asked about. I'm looking up Super Mario RPG. Oh, I got it, man. March. I was right. I was gonna say March, March and, then, and then May in the North America. Yeah, and then the and then the N64 Dude. launched in June. Yes, makes so sense. So it was so it was makes at sense. the end of um it was at the end of. Right it's, at the end of the lifespan, lifespan. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which that kind of that kind of be like, um, you know, just to compare it to modern games today. Uh, how Ghost of Tsushima launched and launched in August mm-hmm. of this year, and then you have the PS5 launching in November. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got right. kind of a um, last hurrah of a gaming system. Although Ghost of Tsushima is available on, um, you know, PS5. I don't yeah. think people had such a recyclable, uh, you know, mindset with their gaming consoles as we do now. Right. Like the minute I get it, the minute I get a PS5, I'm not even going to turn on my PS4 anymore because I'll mm-hmm. transfer everything over to that. Right. But really, like, if you had a huge library of SNES games, you'd keep you'd playing keep them. That. You'd want to keep playing them. If Backwards you, if you compatibility could, if you could wasn't a some thing sort yet. of like, yeah, right. Excuse me. If you could afford some sort of web, not web. If you could afford some sort of splitter mm-hmm. or RCA cable splitter for your TV, mm-hmm, you probably mm-hmm. had one if you had multiple consoles. So right. Um, you know that type of that type of you would keep your hold consoles. on to it mentality was very strong back then. I am, um, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Kirby, interesting, interestingly enough. Uh, oh, in a sorry, second. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah, Just a quick fun fact in terms of games at the end of their lifespan, for whatever re- at the end of a console's lifespan, for whatever reason. Uh, a majority of Kirby games always not this isn't always true but they always seem to come out well they always do come out a lot of them at the end of a Nintendo console's lifespan uh, for some reason again not all of them Kirby Star Allies was one of the first games released on Switch um, so that's not always true but a lot of the time and it's true for Superstar as well because it came out in September of 96 on SNES um, and the Nintendo 64 had come out three months prior. So for, for whatever. And then of course there, there would be a 3d Kirby game later on 64, but, um, I don't know for some reason they always just come out towards the And, um, Kirby triple deluxe and Kirby planet Robobot are th- two Kirby 3ds games that came out towards the end of 3ds. Um, so I don't know something about Kirby anyway. Something um, about Kirby. I don't want to talk about Pokemon yet because I want to. I want to. I want to get there. Um, okay. What do you think of S- Mario Kart? Mario Kart sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so as it stands, what are our three or what? What are our, our few three? Our big three right now are probably those three: Mario sixty four, mm-hmm. Mario Kart sixty four, and Pokemon. Yep, we 64. we nixed everything else. So those those three. Not Pokemon 64. Just kidding. Um, yeah, Mario Kart 64 took the original Mario Kart formula and put it into a 3D render system, which definitely updated 
um, mm-hmm. what was already a pretty fun game for the SNES, but it started, it created a franchise, you know, nobody, mm-hmm. um, nobody really foresaw this big of a graphical leap, whether you're looking at the leap from, um, you know, previous Mario games like Super Mario World to mm-hmm. Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Kart to Super Mario Kart, or not, I keep saying Super, to Mario Kart 64. So like there was this big change of perspective and cameras and big change of um, right. graphical ideas that could be worked with and could be played with by developers. It's just mm-hmm, such a cool mm-hmm. time to it see is. that shift and that change. So um, it definitely revolutionized the 3D kart racer right that type of that type of uh gameplay but it also just i don't think there had been much uh between mario on snes and this one is f-zero like a racing game you could play with yeah what was it on nes oh that's that's on snes yeah snes okay um and then where's f-zero today like we know captain falcon from smash but where's f-zero today you know what i mean right exactly Um, however look at mario kart today right right yeah, over the, the years highest. mario kart has always been like one of the biggest things exactly it's the highest selling uh game what's right the next the mario Switch. kart installment the next one is double dash that comes after i cannot no it's it's mario kart dash. super circuit on, oh you're right i'm sorry on, on i'm game thinking boy. i'm thinking home consoles i'm not thinking of game boy stuff yeah but that's oh, yeah, that, that's right. still that's still you're one right. of super, them. super circuit comes next actually super circuit's really solid because they take a lot of the levels from mario 64 mm-hmm. that are new and they input them into that that style it's kind of funny like the original just imagining like a game boy advance game having mm-hmm. the same graphical capabilities pretty much of as a, as uh, a previous home and, console as a, yeah exactly it's so wild to think about like how far that technological leap has mm-hmm. come just and in then, a, couple, a couple short years yeah you know? right 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 and then the same thing n64 games like majora's mask and ocarina of time right. being put on the 3ds Oof. and that's gonna uh, be a fun year whenever we get to et cetera. those um, 98 and then 2000, 98 and, and then 2000. 2000. Okay. These next cool. few years are going to be fun regardless because you got oh yeah for sure you got Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. um, you got Symph- Castlevania Symphony of the Night, um, you got uh, more crashes which are for the same yeah. reason as mentioning that we'll mention them but like sequels aren't as always as cool as the first one and mm-hmm. they usually don't win. That's not always unless true. Unless it's Shrek but, Two, unless it's Shrek Two, but that's a movie. Unless it's Shrek um, Two. The um, perfect sequel. Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy VII, all PlayStation, all enormous, yeah. beautiful games. Most oh, yeah. people call those three games the best games of PlayStation, period. Not PlayStation 1, PlayStation, period. Um, um, a lot of people. But there's also like later PlayStation games that are really good. But anyway, um, more Pokemon stuff. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Once we get to two thousand, yeah. um, and just like a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. Stay link, tuned. Link to the past. No, yeah. did that already come no, out? That, that's already, already out. My bad. That's already out. That's like ninety three. We missed we we missed that one. Yeah, it was ninety three. My bad. Okay, never mind. That's okay. That's okay. We missed that one. That's a shame. We'll go back and hit all the link to the past. Link to the past on. probably would have won ninety three. I'm willing to bet. I don't know what oh, else yeah, came probably. out that year, but probably. Um, Mario Kart still goes on today. Absolutely, um, I love the battle mode in Mario Kart too, and just yeah, the, they also had battle mode. The, you're not racing. Co-op. No, yeah, you're finally you're, you're, you're fighting. finally doing something in you're Mario Kart out. other than racing. You're you're shooting items at your friends, and you're driving around 
uh, enclosed tracks instead mm-hmm. of uh, an open an open mm-hmm. loop. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fun fighting yeah, it's your a, friends. It's a, it's a fun addition. Some some games take it away. I know the I know Mario Kart Seven on the DS takes it away. Weird. Um, and then yeah, and really weird. And it, right now it's back, but it's it's different. In Mario something Kart about 8. something about that. Yeah, and then Mario Kart Eight it's there, but it's it has different elements to it and different. Um, I mean, they all have different elements you can get. I know, but I'm saying uh, this this original one, in in the very first uh, game to include the battle mode, it's just so fun, and it's just so violent feeling to just whip something at somebody and watch them, watch them tumble off instead the of instead of zooming off, past them, you know. Right. But it's like yeah. like you're you're hitting them for the sake of hitting them. The objective in right. racing is to win, not to hit them. And this it's literally right. to whack it, whack them, mm-hmm. which is big. And usually usually there's. I think there's only the balloon method in this in this version. You gotta where you pop have, their balloons. You have three balloons, and you and you every time you hit them, they lose a balloon. I think every battle game has balloons. It's yeah. well, these are different modes. There's usually balloon. Oh right, um, there's different modes, right? There's uh, shines from Mario Sunshine. Shine, shine quite a few of them. And then there's a new one in Mario Kart Eight where you. It's basically oh, gosh, cops and robbers. I, I think yeah, I think you just have like a certain amount of hits you can take. Not even with balloons. It's just like oh, you have five hits and then. There's um. You're just done. There's there's most cops of, and robbers most and most people use balloons. They all have they all have their own like little mini game things, yeah. uh, battle battle modes. Um, right. Mario, sixty four, is really cool, um, for the for reasons sure. that we mentioned earlier. Um, most people or a lot of people call it the best Mario. A lot of people call it one of the best games ever. A lot mm-hmm. of people call it the best game ever. Um, and I, I would definitely call it, I would understand call it the best why. 3D platformer ever. I would definitely call it that. You think if so? If I were to, if I were to call it that, best 3D plat. So you're not considering Bubsy 3D? Mm, okay, it's the second best platformer ever. After Bubsy 3D. <laughs> After Bubsy 3D, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's an even there's Spyro Ripto's Rage. <laughs> yeah. There's this funny thing in Bubsy 3D where he he thanks the developers because mm-hmm. Bubsy has the fourth wall break. Bubsy talks a lot and breaks the fourth wall. He'll be like, "You can't have a platformer without platforms. Aren't these developers great?" And it's like, yeah, "That's funny." Yeah, dude, they're fine. <laughs> but fourth actually, wall breaks are always sense. fun. <laughs> yeah, if they're done, if they're done right. But this is some 4D chess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's um, funny. Yeah, I mean, just just that leap between, you know, your standard, um, your standard side-scrolling Mario, and you got a little bit of variety and a little bit of different power-ups and mm-hmm. things like that with every installment. But just to go from, you know, a recent Mario game on the SNES like Super Mario World or, or even Yoshi's mm-hmm. Island, which are beautiful, which is, huge which I think games, is more recent than Super Mario World. Um, but to go to this 3d environment and this new graphical style and this new uh system i i would imagine some people saw the commercial and thought what? well that looks weird and that looks that looks so different i don't know mm-hmm. if i'm gonna like it because i'm so used to this with mario and it comes out and it just it might have been intimidating might have been a little bit yeah mm-hmm. and it just smashes every expectation and again it's it's not a perfect game uh it has not. the camera it has some problematic things but the camera, the camera being one of them. I often have uh, trouble with. Um, what was I was gonna say I have trouble aiming 
my my depth perception like sometimes i'll do something weird like uh you know the item boxes that you get hats in in mario in mario 64 <laughs> yeah there's there's the red hat that makes you fly mm-hmm. there's the blue hat that makes you invisible and the green mm-hmm. one and they're not actually they're not actually like those colors but the the boxes the boxes mm-hmm. that you get mm-hmm. them from i will sometimes be this mainly happens when i'm flying i will sometimes be above those and i'll try to ground pound onto it and, and i'll just straight it. up miss and i'll miss um, it or i'll be running and I'll, be... and I'll flip sorry go ahead oh it's okay sorry uh you're never you're fine um I, I, there's like a little bit of a delay <laughs> since we're since we're remote so oh my bad weird. sorry about that no it's okay um we'll figure it out we'll figure it out sometimes i'll go to flip onto a box and i'll miss it and like the the controls are pretty pinpoint but i remember playing it with that n64 controller and just loathing doing certain actions like yeah the only thing the only thing i would say that feels better on the n64 controller than newer controllers like on the switch or even they even they released it on the, on the ds they had a version of it on ds and um if you're going to play it today i honestly would recommend you play that version um, the n64 the, the no i i would recommend <laughs> i would recommend you play it on the ds um rather than oh the, the ds the ds yeah i would recommend you play it in the ds rather than the switch version um because they add a lot more content in that version mm-hmm. of the game and they don't they can, don't add nothing to the freaking ds uh switch one that's true yeah the switch one the they switch don't add anything. add anything no it's literally just a port which is which is fine it's still a port of a great mm-hmm. game but i wish they had at least um maybe not totally remastered it but at least um you know given some dip i don't know i don't even know what they could have given done. it more sauce a little bit more sauce maybe even just a little bit better control better how about just a how about just a fully 3d camera that would have made the, the camera perfect. better make the camera better that would have that would have made the game perfect because every other mario game since then has had pretty decent camera controls mm-hmm. and maybe not pretty perfect, decent meaning pretty decent really, like like good like 3d yeah super 3D mario sunshine range. super mario sunshine has uh, notoriously bad camera controls for a GameCube game, but Galaxy figures it out. Galaxy figures it out pretty well, mm-hmm. and all three of those games were obviously released recently in the uh, Mario 3D All Stars. So I mean, there's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's definitely pros and cons to each. Um, but yeah, just I haven't played Sunshine. Fix know all about it, time. but I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm working through it right now again for the second time. But yeah. Um, but, but anyway, um, if you're if you're gonna play it today, play the DS version. It adds more characters you can play as. It adds a couple extra games. levels, mm-hmm. and oh, and there's a bunch of mini games in the in the in, in mm-hmm. the DS version, okay. which is really fun. They're pointless, it, but they're fun. It, <laughs> it seems like um, the depth perception thing is a product of. So they definitely did well, like really well, with the 3D stuff. Um, however, that, that seems, I don't want to say oversight, but like a product of 3d still being new in a game mm-hmm. depth perception is understandably, a di- uh, 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 can be difficult, right? It understandably can be a problem, mm-hmm. um, in this new 3d environment. Um, because, because think about it, how do you know when you're right above something, there's a little circle on the ground that shows your shadow. And that, and it's like oh, that's 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 what it is. Even newer Mario 3D Mario games have, have that issue um, sometimes. It's better because yeah. 3D has been around. Uh, for example, um, Super Mario War. Uh, what is it? What's the Cat Mario game? Super Mario uh, 3D 3, Land. 3D World. World. 3D World. 3D Land is for 3DS. I don't know. 
There's two of no, them. There's one on three DS and one on Wii U and they're both. The three D three DS is land games. and then Wii U is world. I like right, world yeah. more. I haven't played the land yeah. one. Super Land's Mario three D World. <laughs> Beautiful game. Uh, I was gonna say I love that game. Um it's not my favorite game by any means. It's not in my top top anything, but I love it's it's definitely in my top ten favorite Mario games, the Super Mario three D World with the cats. Sure. However, that game has a weird depth perception too. Oh yeah. Um, you can still see, but it it, it does, you know, and it's yeah. just this weird fixed camera thing sometimes, and it's like, what what's going on here? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what makes it because Odyssey doesn't. Mario Odyssey oh, has really like, like, you know, like how it's going. You know what I mean? Odyssey, Odyssey is full um, camera control. It's Odyssey's, Odyssey's take, great. If they could have taken Mario sixty four, and recreated it with the odyssey engine or the odyssey programming mm-hmm. or just taken the camera control from that and slapped it in the original graphics of mario 64 beautiful it would have been perfect even but though sunshine and super mario uh sunshine and Gal- galaxy came out between 64 and um odyssey, odyssey. Um, a lot of people consider odyssey as like super mario 64 um, deluxe like mm-hmm. like like the like the best things, um, like multiplied from Mario sixty four. A lot of people call Odyssey, mm-hmm. um, which I can agree with um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And and not not because because Galaxy is different than sixty four. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's very similar, but it's different. And the same with same um, sunshine. sunshine is different, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And Mario, the cap mechanic isn't drastic drastic drastically different than the the galaxy planet gravity thing mm-hmm. and the the flood as well mm-hmm. the flood um, from sunshine from sunshine yeah um it's different like as a new game has its own i like that each game has its own thing and i like that mm-hmm. there's differences amongst them because if they were all mario 64 with just different it levels it would be like yeah, this sucks it's boring that's why that's why donkey kong country like we were talking about earlier Um, eh, that's why those games aren't as inspiring as these Mario games because every time there's a new Mario game they try to do something different does it always succeed Mm -hmm. no and does it always Mm -hmm. you know does it always land on its feet uh pun intended then no not really Mm -hmm. but more often than not yeah it's new and exciting and it's fresh and that's what that's what's more exciting to me about Mm -hmm. a video game franchise than just getting the bananas and jumping on things Mm -hmm. heads and you know now there's Dixie Kong yay who cares you know um, Again, not to say that that's not fun for a while, or if you sure. like Donkey Kong Country, that's fine. But, but it's like for the third time, the third um, time in a row, it's like. Eh. However, it's still one of the best uh, selling SNES games. So uh, that's true. Still in the um, top ten. Pokemon. Pokemon, it's time. is is big. Um, that's a, this is a big one. This is this is this is the first introduction of Pokemon to the world. Yes, this is before the There's show. There's no. There's no card. Yeah, the game. show came out the same year. The, yep, that's right. That's right. I thought you asked. I'm sorry, but it's before the show, before the card game, before the merchandise. Like the, the first. Show, the show time, does come out this. In when does the show actually start airing? Ninety six. Um, so the same year, but later on. Yes, but it was after the game had come out, right, um, because, um, yeah, uh, Pokemon. This is the first. Um, in case anybody doesn't know, Pokemon um, 
uh, has gone on to be, which by the way, in 2021 is their 35th anniversary. And Nintendo has announced that. Um, yes. Um, it was Mario's yes. 35th this year. Yes. And it's going to be Zelda's 35th, 35th next year. Oh, I can't and wait. Pokemon's can you imagine, can you imagine a Zelda 3D All-Stars like the Mario one where they do. Oh, it would be. Where they do Ocarina, or Ocarina, Twilight Princess, and I don't know, what would be the third one? Skyward Sword? I don't know, but all of those games have all been remastered except Skyward Sword. Hmm. You don't think so, they do that then? I I hardly think so because, Ooh, because what if they did I, a, I... What if they did a 2D one? Oh, what if they did a 2D one where they do all the... I don't two, know. I don't know what's, what's going to happen games. for Zelda. It'll probably know. be Breath of the Wild 2. You think so? Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, because that's it. that's in development. Unless that's I don't know, maybe they. I don't. I, I don't know what they're gonna do for Zelda. Uh, I'm excited for it because Pokemon and Zelda are my two favorite franchises. Uh, well, my top two favorite franchise. I have a lot of favorite franchises, but my top two favorite franchises are Pokemon and Zelda, and they both have big milestones yeah. next year. Pokemon has its 25th anniversary, just like me, next year. Um, uh, but anyway. Um, uh, Pokemon. What I was gonna say is, in case people don't know, Pokemon is the best-selling video game franchise ever. Not even just Pokemon. video games, but everything. Pokemon is huge. Mm-hmm. Pokemon is mondo. They sell the Pikachu. most merch. They make the most yep. money off their movies, and they, you know, well, just make a ton of money. I don't know about that one. Just everything lumped together. It's the biggest. It's the biggest. Oh, media oh combined. Yeah. Yes. Like. I wouldn't say it's the best-selling. Vid- is it the best-selling video game alone? Um, I think there's Pokemon others, Red. Like, no, not just Red. I mean all of them. Oh, a series. I believe yeah. so. Um, best-selling franchises. Oh, I got to say, video game. Because I know, because I know when you talk about Pokemon, Minecraft is number one. I was gonna say Minecraft's number one, but as far Pokemon as Pokemon like, is two. Okay, so Minecraft's a little above it. Just, to, just the game. No, no, no. It's, it's. M- wait a minute. Sorry, hang on. That's I'm just sorry. the game, though. So franchises. I'm. I got this wrong. Franchise. Best-selling franchise of all time. Pokemon. Um. Wait a minute. What? Is it not number one anymore? Pokemon. No, 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 no. It's okay. been dethroned. So the best, the best-selling franchise for games okay. is Mario. Really. In terms of in terms of copies of that series of games sold. Okay. Next is Tetris. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Pokemon. Then Pokemon. But then what is, what wait a minute. What? Then Super Mario. Huh? <laughs> what? Then Call of Duty. Then FIFA. Then GTA. Then Wii. Then Lego. Then The Sims. Then Minecraft. Oh. Final Fantasy. Assassin's Creed. Mario Kart. Need for Speed, so Sonic, they don't, even, they don't even count Super Mario and okay, Mario Okay, I'm not Mario games. Okay, for, forget that. Pokemon is what we said. We're not wrong. Pokemon is still no, the biggest media conglomerate because yes. because um, best-selling video game copies is Mario. Mm-hmm. Pokemon is third. Best-selling um, video game property, including what? just games, is Pokemon. This seems like you're really splitting hairs just to get a specific topic, or not? Not you. Well, I'm like, just denoting that Pokemon not, is the biggest. Yeah, not not franchise. you, but like the, you know, this list you're reading. <laughs> this list you're reading, but yeah. Oh yeah, it was from basically, Wikipedia. Basically, it's, when I think media conglomerate, I think 
franchises, you know, Disney, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, all that stuff. And Pokemon. Which is all Disney now. Which is all Disney now, you're right. Pokemon out. It's a matter of time before Disney buys Pokemon. (laughs) You're probably right. Um, It's, it's, (laughs) that'd be really fun. Um, (laughs) That'd be so, that'd be so crazy. Um, That'd be wild. It would be. It, uh, it outsells them all. And it's just a very Mm -hmm. lucrative and obviously popular franchise. But cards, games, let's agree. Let's agree. We're only going to say. We're only going to talk about red and blue. Uh, I know red and green. Mm. Right now, we're only talking about red and blue. We're just talking about red and blue. Um, My first Pokemon game was blue. I had blue version. And um, I remember getting it when I was five years old. And I remember getting Mm -hmm. a a green Game Boy, one of the the Mm see-through atomic colored ones. And I just wore that thing down. I played it every single moment of every single day that I wasn't in school or sleeping or eating. I mm. <laughs> just played it so much. And just thinking back on the rudimentary idea of Pokemon, it's such a cool idea to come up with because RPGs are so commonly based off of find your enemy, kill it, move on, grind, gain, gain experience, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. in Pokemon, you have this, this, I would almost, I hesitate to say new because I can't think of anything that's done it before it, but you have a, uh, an uncommon idea at least where at this point at this point yeah you have this this idea where instead of killing everything you can capture and you can add whatever type of monster you come in you contact can befriend with to your them team. and you can befriend them and you can create your own team and you can create your own play style and you can create your own uh rules and you can do all these things that are super exciting with this game and it's just such a blank canvas in a lot of ways but it also just has really cool um, monsters in it, just just really mm-hmm. iconic designs mm-hmm. of characters, and the and everyone who is a certified Gen Oneer, which I don't know if I am, but I would probably lean more towards that I am than I'm not. Uh, they would say that the first generation is the best generation. They're they're the most memorable. They're the ones mm-hmm. you grew up with. Um, there's definitely been some good ones for me in in other generations, but Gen One is always my favorite, just because it's the right. first one I ever knew, and it's. It's the first one I ever captured all 150, 151 of. Yeah. Or excuse me, 150. You can Fun fact, Pokemon was made from the idea of Satoshi Tajiri, the creator of Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was made with um, thinking of Sato- uh, his desire to um, catch bugs as a kid. Hmm. Um, and like he would, he would want to catch, he had a bug net and he wanted, he wanted to catch bugs. Um, so he's then, the, he's the inju- bug kid you fight in Virginia yep. City. And then interestingly enough, and then interestingly enough, um, Zelda was made by Shigeru Miyamoto, and that was derived from the idea of his desire to explore caves as a child. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So they're both they're both made off of uh, childhood like memories and stuff like that. So, um, but anyway, Pokemon, um, it, the, the idea. Of this, this like this enormous cavalcade of colorful characters, mm-hmm. where you 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 add them to your roster to your team, and you and you pick your favorite. That's that's that's. Ext- I've said this before, and a lot of this we we won't we won't talk to death about Pokemon and like why it's great. Um, um, we could talk a you know, more about those first games and why they're great because we've yeah. done that a whole lot. We talked about the series, right? The the idea of 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 having a favorite character out of a huge cast of characters is so is so lucrative and like very 
it's very enticing to be like my favorites are Bach. Oh, but your favorite is, is, is Tauros and your favorite is Scyther and your favorite's Pikachu. You know, like everybody has their favorite. And some people are like, I like Charizard, but Oh, you like Charizard too. We both like Charizard. You know what I mean? Right. Like that kind of stuff. And then now there's 900 Pokemon, you know, so it's like that times a hundred. Um, but, um, you know, that and then also a big thing for the game is is you find the, is this thing is this a journey you go on and and the journey is is you you fight through the character you you know the journey you you fight trainers and you and you you know you you improve you 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 beat the gym leaders but the reason that's cool is you is you start with your pokemon as as a baby as a as a charmander as a as a as a caterpie or whatever it is and then as you progress through the game like you understand the game more and you you learn about like, oh this type is good against this and this is weak against this so now if you send out a gengar then that means i have to send out this thing you know like that kind of stuff um and like that that idea of st- like like you have this baby pokemon and you raise it like you have a connection with this thing. Like, do you have a connection? Like, yeah, I have a connection with Mario because I've been running right with him the whole game, and jumping and hitting blocks. Wow, I I have such a connection with Mario. That's cool. Like, can you, like who do you care more about? The freaking Charmander you get that you play with through the whole game that evolves twice and you see him grow into this big ass dragon, or a plumber who whacks bricks. Like, which one are you more attached to? It's yeah. just experiencing it as a kid. Right. I'm going to be RPGs honest. RPGs definitely have that ability to kind of draw you in and, and make, make right, right. And but like, like let's say in like I don't know, like Final Fantasy VI, you like the characters in that because of the story, but like, they're still characters. You know, right. Pokemon are characters, but like, you. The thing with Final, like like Final Fantasy VI, for example, like I just said, you, the character's growth in in a, in a game like that is is expressed to you. It's told to you, and you do experiencing, you do experience it, but you experience it through through dialogue, through the story. You don't experience in gameplay. You're just killing monsters, right? In Pokemon, you're killing monsters, but you can lose. Like your Charmander can faint. You know what I mean? And it'd be like, oh man, Charmander's like, yes, Charmander finally beat it. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is like you connect more with these creatures that you're raising, that you're improving. Like you're raising the character, sure, or you're you're improving with the character from Final Fantasy VI. But it's like, who cares? Like like you're told that he's better. Like he's improving, right? You're not told through dialogue that Charmander is getting stronger. You feel it when he loses against Brock's Geodude, which which Rock is strong against fire type, which Charmander is. Charmander is. You feel that. You know what I mean? And I and I think that like visceral experience of like um I don't want to say maybe not visceral, but that that personal personal experience of growth and connection is a parent in Pokemon. And you can do that with 150 Pokemon. You can do that with 150 different creatures. Not not four or five like you can with like the few titular characters of a of a of a game. And then there's also other characters. There's gym leaders, there's Gary, there's your character, there's the Elite Four, there's Team Rocket, like and all these other characters on top of like the the main characters which there are 151 of, which I guess in the first game would be 150. 
Um, that's why Pokemon's awesome. And then they have all this other stuff on top of it, like the battle strategy, strategy, stra- like strategy RPG. That's awesome. You know what I mean? The music too. Music, music, music's huge. And music, excuse me, music in Mario Kart, beautiful. Music in Mario 64, beautiful. Music in Pokemon, beautiful. All of them are great. Um, but just like, you know, I, I don't know. Pokemon is, uh, I'm going to be honest. I think, I think I have to give, I think I have to give the trophy to Pokemon. And yeah, my f- my favorite game of this year is both. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've been talking a lot. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think of the three, Pokemon for me definitely had the biggest impact. So the fact that it definitely the biggest impact. The fact that it was created this year and has, you know, its first launch title this year. That's a big deal. And uh, but I also love Mario 64. It's definitely my favorite. Of course, of course. It's my favorite Mario game from my childhood. Um, is it my favorite mm-hmm. one to play right now? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I but I always have this nostalgic hankering just to pick up, mm-hmm. maybe not my old Game Boy, but an emulator, <laughs> and uh, an old game and play through play through that old Pokemon game again and just mm-hmm. you know experience. It. I did it a couple. Do it years on ago. 3ds. I did it a couple. Yeah, I can do it with 3ds. I did it a couple of years ago with Crystal on 3ds, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know the, the sprites and the experiencing and the, it in the, the in the original way. Yeah, the sprites and the cries and the music and the and the effects mm-hmm. of those games never get old for me. And I taking they, out all I the complexity of a lot of, people. of of the the battle system and held items and abilities mm-hmm. and all these different nuances of 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 stuff in Pokemon now, which I love and and we both love and we mm-hmm. we still enjoy. Like we still love Pokemon to this day. We've played every single. Um, main series Pokemon game and a bunch of the other ones too. Um, but not super thrilled about the newest ones, some oh, of the newer yeah. ones, but we, we still played the we, hell out of them. Have, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how, but that's, we that's different. We um, will again at some point. Um, we will later. Um, we will later. But uh, I don't know. Pokemon Red is like the fact that it Just kicked iconic. off like this icon- hugely iconic. Mm-hmm. The fact Question. Okay. Is there a Mario balloon at the Macy's Day Parade? <laughs> um, because there's a Pikachu there one. There is not one right now, but I would bet there probably was one at some point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up if there ever was. But There's a freaking right. Goku one. <laughs> not not this year there wasn't, but yeah, there is. There is one. You're Dang. right. Um, I didn't see the Macy's Day Parade this year. There is um, a Pikachu one. There, there was a Pikachu dance this year at the it Macy's was, Day Parade. Right. It was, parade it was two. fantastic. I didn't was watch it, but I heard about it. A Mario balloon. I would imagine there was. There has to be. He's the most there recognizable. Yeah. Uh, he's the most famous video game character. There probably was, right? There probably was. I'm going to check it out real quick. I know there was Barney. <laughs> um, wow. The only video game character ever, until Pikachu, to make an appearance in the parade. Guess who it was? Other than Pikachu. The Tetris L block. <laughs> Have you seen? Have you ever seen the Ego Raptor video? Um, with uh, it's it's the Tetris straight piece. It's like a wrap. Yes, up. I love that video. Yeah, it, that's um, that's their, that's Game Grumps's band, the YouTube that's channel the Game Grumps. That's their yeah. band. It's called Star Bomb. Yes, I've Good heard stuff. that. Good stuff. Uh, no, it's it's Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think has, I did know that. The plumber has never made an appearance in the parade, 
Um, although several other popular Nintendo characters, it might, maybe it's a licensing thing. Maybe that's true. I know they have weird rules with that, but Pikachu has been in it. Pikachu's been in it every year since Black and White, and the reason I know that is because the year Black and White came, which out, is two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. They did a special limited release um, Pikachu plush where he's holding like a little snowman, a little white Pikachu snowman in front of him, mm-hmm. and that's the balloon they made for the oh. for the parade, and they use it every single year. And every time I see it, I'm like. I don't think they. And they always. That. I don't think they have that plush anymore, but they still use the same balloon. They 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 do make like all sorts of like um, special Pikachu plushes. Like here's a postman, oh, yeah. or he's wearing like like cute things, or he's wearing glasses and like mm-hmm. a school outfit. Like like, it's it's rare now to see a straight up. It's not rare. Like of course they're all over the place, but like if you go to like Pokemon Pokemon's website and look at their store, like a lot of them will be Pikachu dressed up in something. Right. You know, um, and of course, there's like a normal Pikachu, um, just like straight up. Um, but anyway, like yeah, Pikachu's huge. Um, Pokemon's, huge. Um, and um, what was I gonna Do say? Do remember how in remember how in Red and Blue, um, there's no weakness for <coughs> for uh, psychic types. Yeah, there's no weakness for psychic types, except for Bug. No, wasn't it Ghost? No. Yes, you're right. No, it was psychic. No. no. Yeah, go no go ghost. Because ghost is strong it's against ghost. psychic. Yes. It was, it was it was ghost. It's ghost. And the only there's ghost no Pokemon one. were Gengar. Yep. Um Gengar Line. No for those. So if you had a Gengar in that original game, it just clapped everything. Right. Which could, for most people would be it. a haunter. Right. You could still um, hit it. But then you, it wouldn't be super effective ever. You just had to awesome. just just freaking brute force it, which is what I which is what I would usually do in most Pokemon games right. with with my fire starter, I would just right. blast him with fire blast. Every time, it's good um, stuff. Good stuff with those. Um, good memories too. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like I didn't play Mario sixty four until two months ago, and I knew all about it. Don't get me wrong. I know, and I know the importance of it. You knew the of music, Mario sixty four. Yeah, I knew everything about Mario sixty four. I had just never played it. Yeah. Um, same thing with Mario sixty uh, Mario Kart sixty four. I had never played it. Um. I think, and I, I think know okay they're important. I think I'm okay with eliminating Mario 64. For, or, I'm sorry, I'm okay with Mario eliminating Kart. Mario Kart 64 from our final tally. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a solid third. That's a solid mm-hmm. third place if we're if we're going by mm-hmm. place. But uh, mm-hmm. we don't usually we just care about number one because if you're second, you're first loser. Um, yeah. The uh, Mario Kart 64 isn't even the best Mario Kart. <laughs> um, it's if not. It, if it was, then maybe maybe it'd be more of a solid run for me. It's not that it's bad. It's just there's been better Mario Karts since, mm-hmm. and there will continue to be. Mm-hmm. I think the best Mario mm-hmm. Kart uh, is one we'll see pretty soon here on du- with uh, Double Dash with with the GameCube, and that's Double Dash. But we'll talk about it, and we'll talk about why that mm-hmm. is and why I'm correct. But uh, yeah, that's, that's for another year. And why you're there. correct? And why I'm correct? <laughs> uh, I don't agree that it's Double Dash, but I also haven't played a lot of Double Dash. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about mm-hmm. it, but. But it's but we can't compare Mario Karts because they're all different years. It's definitely the best on the GameCube, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Are there any other Mario Kart nope. games on the GameCube? Nope. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's um, um. But yeah, I think I think Mario sixty four, um, given its tumultuous history with the camera and people having some issues with that and, and myself having issues with it. We're, of course, biased in this. Um, but how, well, not entirely. 
That's that's the whole point. Not yeah. entirely biased because we've exper- you've definitely experienced both. I've experienced, of course, Pokemon more than Mario, but I still know the incredible significance. I don't have the nostalgia for Mario, but I know objectively th- of the massive importance yeah. of it. Well, I was going to say, like I said earlier, and I'll say it again, but even, even as a kid, I was playing Mario 64 and thinking, this camera huh. is not good. <laughs> like I'm yeah. having having trouble with this and I, I don't think it's my fault i think it's the developer's fault um maybe not that affluent of a thought but i don't still, i think i think for bit. me with a pokemon game i is is if if i'm remembering this correctly one of the first times i ever had a problem with a pokemon game was well the first time i had a problem with a pokemon game which is one of the only problems i can remember and until what i'm about to talk about but um was just the beeping when your health is low that's it oh yeah um or when you're poisoned uh, and i'm sure but like i can't remember having any i can't remember having any particular gripes about any pokemon game i played as kid um uh and then i played all the pokemon games and then get to sun and moon that was the first time and then especially the most recent one sword and shield but i'm not talking about that right now um i don't know man I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now we're getting real long on this podcast and I'm glad we're talking about this. I think we got to give it to Pokemon Red and Blue. Mario Kart, Mario 64 is is monumentally awesome. But I just think with what Pokemon is and what Pokemon means to us, I think it's got to go to Pokemon. Yeah, just the fact that it also sold way better. It's probably got. That's a big deal too. I don't know if it has higher critical reviews. Maybe maybe they're around equal, but it's um, weird because reviews for those. Um, yeah. didn't reviews didn't exist really right. until later right. um, and then later it's like they had already been cemented as classic so it's like right. they're both 10 out of 10 right. so it's like hard to say, hard to say. Um, um, even with the limited graphics of you know a Game Boy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like like Pokemon is and just just some just you know so many other factors about it make it so fun but I'm totally okay awarding it number one and I think our audience will not be very surprised by that either. Pokemon so. Red, Blue, and Green. Pokemon Red and Blue slash Green. Uh, that's the best. That's the best of '96. Red Blue. is the victor. Best game of 1996. Now here's the question: uh, When Pokemon Yellow comes Red. out, are we going to award that the best of that year? <laughs> well, I actually also just thought about that. Yeah. We'll mention Yellow, but I'm going to say right now I don't think we'll give it to it. I think we should. I think we should just. Uh, yeah, I think since Red Blue. I don't think we should consider it in the running unless the, the game, game uh, unless the games for the year it came out are all bad, which I am incredibly doubtful because of what I said yeah, no the way. upcoming games are. I don't I remember think, when Yellow came out. I think it's next year. I think it's 97. 97? Okay. So we should be, we should be fine. Yeah. Um, we won't, we won't, we won't do yellow. We'll, we'll mention it and be like, yeah, it's great. Like if red and blue didn't come out and this was the first one, then we, then we, and then it would be strongly considered for first and mm-hmm. maybe even get first for that year, but we're not right. doing that. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. I'm good with that. Just, just like, just like when we, um, when we get to the year that Mario Kart, uh, Mario 64 DS, uh, DS comes out, mm-hmm. whatever, 2005 or whatever that is. Um, we'll mention it, but we won't give it to that. Um, we, we won't, we won't, and like Chrono Trigger releasing on the DS, mm-hmm. we won't give it to that. Right. You know. Just because we've um, talked about the, the first edition mm-hmm. and, the, and the basic game, so. Because yeah. Yellow is different than Red and Blue, but it's. Yellow is, it's, Yellow is different, but it's the same, 
you know, mm-hmm. same Perfect. regions. You get more stuff. Yellow is is the game's answer to the anime. That's why Pikachu exactly. follows you. The anime is, if you like the anime, Yellow is probably the best version to play. Mm, because gen. Jesse and James are in it. Pikachu follows you, and you can talk to Pikachu, and you hear Pikachu's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all sorts of stuff. Pokemon Red and Blue uh, slash Green is the victor. Congratulations. Totally that. Congratulations, Pokemon. Play crowd sound effect here. Thank you. We will, um, we will end on my pop quiz for you. Sure. What is the Japanese names... Of Charizard, Venusaur, and Blastoise, the Pokemon that are featured on the boxes of all three of these games that we just what mentioned: the, Pokemon Red, Blue, Japanese and Green. Names. What are their Japanese games? Um, also, Red and Blue. We didn't mention this. Red and Blue. People know this. They're two different games, but they're the same thing. Like they're they're really no different. Um, they're just that's just something that Pokemon started doing for marketing, I guess. But they're the same thing. Hmm. So the Japanese names of Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur. Do you know them? That's a tough one. Uh, okay, I, I think I, I think I know Venusaur because you have a Venusaur that's named this. In, in Sword and Shield, and I'm gonna, um, and I'm gonna all of my them. shiny versions of these three Pokemon have their. Ja- I I oh, nicknamed nice. them their Japanese names. Okay. My Lucario as well. Okay, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciations, but. Um, Did you Google it? No, but. Okay. Because I'm picturing it in my head, but I'm just gonna butcher how it's how it sounds because I don't speak That's Japanese, fine. which spoiler alert is is not uncommon for we're American people. Um, Venusaur is Fushigibana. Oh yeah, that's Venusaur. Right. Fushigibana. Fushigibana. Uh, Charizard is Lizardon. Is there an L? There's no L. Yep. Charizard is Rizudon. Yeah. Is it an L or is it an R though? It's L because um. um uh, Japanese doesn't have in their language. They don't have o. Oh, they don't. Have it's the er. It, they have. Yeah, they don't. That's not in their language. Because I've seen. I've definitely seen. That's it why, spelled, like the like the the dumb stereo. On, but I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. If, if that's that's why the dumb stereotype. Um, <clears throat> it's spelled lizardon, but it's pronounced rizardon like that. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not an expert. I just. I just know yeah. that in, in then, Japanese, and I think a lot of Asian languages, they don't have yeah. L's. They have R's. And then I don't. I don't know Blastoise. <laughs> it's it's comics or Kamex K K A M E X. Okay, that's the only one um, I know. Those are the three. Um, Neat. Yeah, like Lu, uh, Lucario, and we'll end on this. Lucario's Japanese name is Rucario. That's um, pretty cool. Um. And so instead of an L, it's an R. And instead of C, it's a K. Um, so it's it's Rucario is what it would be. Uh, yeah. Pokemon wins. Very cool. Well, Hooray. thank you. Thanks for, for tuning in to our... for that quick little, quick little pop quiz. And, oh, uh, yeah. And just to reward us. Oh, yeah. There it is. Um, tune in know. next week when we talk about more things. Yeah, when we talk about more things and... More, Thanks for being here. More topics. Thanks for being here, folks. Stay safe, I will everybody. take. Uh, oh, stay safe. Stay cool. Check us out on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Check us out on Instagram. At one v one cast. At one v one cast. I will so. take. Uh, see you, folks, for four hundred, Alex. See you, folks. See you, folks.